and you are watching another Blewitz Blitz film review. He has that ability to, trust me, he definitely does. Just his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, his leaping ability, his ability to hang in the air, his yak ability, it's, it's, it's all there. Lowers his helmet, low man wins, bang, rocks a guy. Hall running free, Brees Hall inside the 10, he's gonna score! The corner, you know, the, the picture right here, lock, lock, lock. Third and one. It's always drilled. What a great defensive play. I don't try to Monday morning quarterback any of the reviews I do, and I'll try to be honest with a lot of the things I, I put up. And you are watching another Blue It Splits. Not a film review, but a live stream. Uh, you can watch and listen for the people who do not know that yet. Uh, last couple of weeks, I've been posting the streams, the audio of the streams to the podcast app. So if you are so calm, uh, go on to the podcast. Um, obviously, a lot going on in the last few days, a lot going on today. Um, injuries, we have reworked contracts, we have running backs visiting, we have other splash moves that people are talking about, we have happenings from camp. Um, I jumped on a little bit earlier just because I think uh, Sabo and Wayne Kerbet are jumping on at seven. So I will take the five to seven slot um, tonight and then they will carry it home from seven till seven thirty eight, whatever they are going to do. Um, but a lot to a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. Say hello to some people, uh, some people who are in here because uh, we never have a set time. We go from we go from Wednesdays at seven or six to Thursdays at five to Fridays. Uh, Friday was what six o'clock, so we don't really have a uh, a real a real streaming schedule. But uh, I appreciate the people who who jump in here who have the notifications on. Uh, Eagles, one of them. Uh, says Sean Payton, a.k.a. Bounty King Quitter, is the last person to talk smack about anyone in the New York Jets coaching staff. Sean Payton only did damage to himself in the Broncos, uh, the Broncos locker room today. Um, yeah, and I don't have I have some of the quotes here. I just did, I didn't write them all down just because it obviously happened today and we're not necessarily um, so, so concerned about it. But he said that they are basically doing everything the opposite uh, this year that the that the Broncos coaching staff and Nathaniel did last year. Uh, another quote was uh, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Um, he had some other quotes about the attention the Jets are getting in super teams and how it never works. Uh, and then Salah came out and said he wouldn't acknowledge him. Uh, something about crows pecking at the neck and another quote saying that if you, if you don't have haters, then you ain't popping. Um, and then he also said, if you're doing so that they're doing something right. Uh, if the Broncos are already talking about them and they don't play until week five. So you don't really see Salah come back out. And, and fire back at coaches um, and for him to be, you know, to say things like, you know, that they must be doing something right. If the Broncos are already talking about them, they don't play until week five. Like that's something that you don't typically hear from him. You also have Billy Turner come out on, I think it was Instagram and, and basically uh, call out, call out Sean Payton. And there's some people thinking that he might've gotten to that situation, realized how shitty the situation it is. And now he's already trying to do damage control for whatever shitty season they're going to have. But it made week five, Hell of interesting, that's for sure, because I know Jets players are going to remember that. I know Salas will remember that. And I for sure damn uh, well know that Nathaniel Hack uh, Hackett's going to remember that. You know, obviously a tough spot, Russell Wilson, all that stuff. And, and yeah, Hackett did suck as a head coach. But um, for him to outwardly come out and say that that was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history, um, when the guy is still in the league, obviously, you know, it's it's an unprecedented shot. Uh, you don't typically see from coach to coach in the NFL. But, hey, let's fuck them up week five, right? Like, who, who cares? Um 
and you're going to have people, you know, you're going to have the, you're going to have media pundits. You have, you have the, the Aaron Rodgers rework contract, which we'll talk about. Um, and you still have people saying like, oh, it's a shitty deal and all this stuff. It's like, bro, he took fucking $35 million pay cut. Regardless of how you slice it, a $35 million pay cut, you still have people like, oh, terrible deal. It's like, so, so no matter what the Jets do, especially positively, people are going to clap at the Jets because they are the new hot thing in the NFL and they deserve to be the new hot thing in the NFL. They're a team who, you know, with okay, just with just okay, and probably even less than okay quarterback play with below average quarterback play last year, they make the playoffs. Now you add Aaron Rodgers, who's clearly motivated, who's giving back probably, and we'll go into the exactly, giving back probably the most amount in NFL history back in the contract. Just, hey, I don't want this $37 million or $35 million. Just take it back, which we don't ever see. The guy is clearly motivated to play, clearly looks so, looks good in practice. And even last year, you're talking about his down year. We discussed it. Yeah, there were, sl- there were some down moments. There were some bad decisions. There were some times he looked a little bit lazy. There were some times he didn't want to be there. Um, there was bad decisions on his part, but he also was playing with a pretty bad offensive line receivers who couldn't catch the ball. Um, and just in general, a lot of young guys on the team. And he still had one of the better years a Jets quarterback would ever have. Even if he had, even if you transplanted Rogers and exactly what he did last year, which again, I forget the exact stats, what 26 and 12 or yeah, 26 and 12, you just put that exact same player on the Jets. You're talking about 34 and 10, you know, with the, with the talent we have and with the defense we have. And that's still a, a fantastic year. And I expect even more than that from Rodgers. I do. Um, you know, now in terms of the touchdowns or picks or whatever it may be, I just expect him to be extremely efficient. Uh, he's dialed in. He looks good in camp from what everybody's saying. Uh, yeah, there's a ball or two that's going to be off. There's a ball or two that's going to get deflected. Um, there are, and, and there was, there may be an underthrow. You know, that ball to, Sa- to, to Garrett Wilson, that Sauce got the PD on, might have been a slight underthrow, but it was also a hell of a play by Sauce. The play up the left sideline for Garrett Wilson was hell of a throw by 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 uh, Rogers and people are online. The Dolphins fans are like, "Oh, it's a terrible throw." It's like you just you're just saying stuff to say stuff. You're just saying stuff to say stuff. So let's say hello to some other people. Uh, we'll get into the, some of the tweet and stuff whenever. Let's just that's a game we can't lose in the first five, right? Like you're talking about the Bills, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Pats, the Broncos, right? And the Chargers, like the first eight games, you can't lose to the Broncos. You can't lose to the Pats. Out of those teams, you could lose. You know, I could see a fluke game versus the Chargers. I could see a bad game versus the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Bills. Can't lose to the Broncos, so um, that's a must-win game. And now they just put even more emphasis on it. So thank you, Sean Payton. If anything, it helped the Jets out. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. Uh, prayers for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he went down in camp today, uh, calf injury, but apparently it's not too severe. What I saw just a few minutes ago before I jumped on, so uh, I wouldn't be overly concerned. Um, with Burrow. Uh, excuse me while I plug in my computer. I completely forgot to do that. And I see that it's about to die. So give me two seconds here. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, while I'm just going through some of the housekeeping, more reviews came out. Aaron Rodgers, ABC, Bruce Hall, uh, rocking the Aaron Rodgers, by the way, um, which I bought before, even thinking, before thinking that they were going to release new jerseys. And then I was sitting there. I'm like, I have a black sauce already. I have a green queue. Now I have an now I have a Rogers black. I'm like I don't really have white jerseys, and I looked in my closet. And the only two newer white jerseys I have from the Jets, um, and admittedly I know I'm not supposed to buy newer players. It's just it's a weakness that I have. Um, but I'm sitting there. I'm like I only have Zach Wilson and Le'Veon Bell in white. Like I need a white jersey, right? White jersey. Those get released. Uh, the new ones. I was thinking about getting a Garrett Wilson, but Garrett Wilson said he's changing the numbers of five, to five uh, next year. So. I was going to be ballsy and get a custom jersey, put Garrett Wilson on, or, or a Wilson jersey with five in the background or on the on the back, uh, customized. But you can't do that. So I went with Rodgers, and then hopefully when this jersey is the Jets' new primary, uh, I'll get a Garrett Wilson green um, next year. But uh, 
Yeah, a lot. A lot of exciting stuff. One week till preseason, like Eagle says, um, what, 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Um, absurdly pumped. I'm going to have a stream with Kyle probably Wednesday night, the night before. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really excited to to talk about that. I'm excited, which we'll get into in a little bit, to talk Dalvin Cook and get some, into some of his film if he signs. Um, but just in general, just knowing a week, in a week I have preseason film to break down and we're going to start talking about, you know, the the guys who are – the 20th through the 80th player on the roster. Like that's what that preseason game is for um, the hall of fame game. So we're going to get into a lot of it and obviously break it down and I'll probably have what 60, 70, 80 plays in that on that. So what's up, Jay-Z what's up car. Uh, what's up, Rodrigo. Uh, what's up, Christian Peyton needs to keep uh, our name out of his mouth. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the context of, of what, of in which way it was asked. Cause obviously you'd be led to say stuff, but there's no need to say the worst jobs in NFL history, then start taking shots at the jets and like, the hard knock stuff and the super teams and super teams fail and stuff. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how great Sean Payton is this year with Russell Wilson. Um, Cause there's a lot of pressure regardless of, of the situation. They have a huge quarterback contract. They traded, you know, a lot of capital to get Sean Payton as their head coach. And if they're a team who is sitting there at the end of the year, you know, with six, seven, eight wins, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how much talking he's doing. So uh, I'm excited to watch, to watch him fail now. If Peyton mad that Woody didn't throw the bag at him before he signed with the Broncos, you, know, you never know. Um, it's it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Obviously, uh, ego hurt. Let's see. I hope bringing in Dalvin Cook doesn't get rid of Michael Carter. He's a great locker room guy. Uh, yeah, it's that. That's the thing too. And we'll talk about Dalvin Cook. Is with, with Dalvin Cook, it's not just bringing him in. Who are you getting rid of? And, and you have to make a decision. They're not carrying five running backs. Um, and really, if you think about it, something that we've been talking about on the channel for, and people who have been here weekly know this, we've been talking about bought it for. How long on this channel? Literally three months. And now people are like, oh my God, Baldwin might make the roster. It's like, yeah, because they use a fullback in Tennessee and Hackett has, and he's the only fullback on the roster. So it shouldn't be a surprise, but now he's, he's, um, he might be in the hold. So you might have to carry a fullback as well. And he's like a pseudo running back. So if you count Baldwin, and even if you don't count Baldwin, you're not carrying five just strict running backs, right? So you're not getting rid of Izzy. You're not getting rid of Brees and you're not getting rid of Cook. Obviously he's in a sign if he does sign. Um, It's Bam or Carter. And Bam had a few good games. You know, he had the good Bears game. He had the decent Bills game. He had the decent Vikings or the good Vikings game. Um, but then he struggled post that. And obviously a lot of that was the offensive line. But do you want to buy into two or three games of Bam and then two or three bad games for whatever the reason was? Or do you want to buy into a, se- a really good season for Michael Carter and then a bad se- season following it up? You know, who are you going to get rid of? Because you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not just cutting one of those guys and, and letting them go to the practice squad. It's not going to happen. They're going to get picked up. So do you trade Zion tonight at that point? Like what, what goes on? So, um, and great locker room guy, maybe like maybe last year, he didn't seem to be the best locker room guy at all the time at all times with, with his, with his comments and how frustrated he was. And, you know, some of his social media stuff, didn't he do something like the, the scrubbing the jets from social media shit too last year. So I'm not sure how great of a locker room guy he was last year. First year. Sure. Um, but the whole more thing, I think rubbed them wrong. Obviously he mentioned that the James brings bringing in James Robinson last year, rubbed him the wrong way. Um, so I think he's a good guy. I don't know. I don't know how great of a locker room guy he's proven to be recently. And obviously we don't, we don't know 99% of what goes on behind the scenes. Right. So, uh, from Afrim, Hey Joe, long time. Yeah, no, Afrim, it's been a little bit. I expect some more people who I haven't seen in months to jump back on here because the season's starting. Um, but nice to have you back after my being here. Uh, Ali says, what's good, brother? I finally catch you from the beginning, uh, which is not typical, but I appreciate you being in here, uh, Ali. Let's see. Okay, so so some other news. Uh, I'm just going to run it down from from the top of what's been going on at camp and some of the things we've been hearing, uh, which has mostly been a lot of good stuff. And again, you have to really 
take this with a grain of salt because a lot of the stuff is like you, you and you know i'm not, I'm not gonna call out i'm not gonna call it names or anything like that but it's like oh my god izzy's gonna be really good he has game breaking speed there's no way he could not be good do you guys i don't and what the hell is the guy's name do you guys remember the guy's name from uh what year was that like maybe maybe 2016 17 the udfa we got from north carolina who's an absolute burner and who's writing who's lighting it up in preseason are, are in camp and then just never made a noise for the Jets at all. But he was like blowing it up in training camp. So the the offensive line, the defensive line, running backs are very, 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 very hard to to buy into. Um, so again, take a lot of this with a grain of salt. But you still want to mention some things that you're hearing pretty consistently, right? Um, one of the things we're hearing pretty consistently, uh, again, no specific order here. I just kind of wrote down ideas from offense and ideas from defense and what I've been hearing. Um, and obviously another shout out to Robbie Sabo, who has not been there. The last few days, um, but the days he is there, he writes a, I don't even know, like a thousand word tweet because he uh, subscribes to Twitter Blue, recapping the entire practice and with like really, really good details. Not like, oh, he just, he he had the pick. He's like, no, he was drifting in the middle of the field and uh, in a one high look and then cut it off with good timing. Like like Robbie really gets into it. So make sure you follow him for his uh, training camp reports. I believe he's at Robbie period Sabo at Twitter. If not, just type in Sabo or Jedex. You'll, you'll find them, obviously. So um, I buy into a lot of what he's saying and what some other people are saying who I do trust, at least a little bit with football. Um, and one of the things we've been hearing pretty consistently, JJ has been blowing it up. He looks a lot better. Um, he looks a lot more confident. And that he kind of mentioned in his, in, his, uh, in his press conference the other day where he talked about a lack of confidence. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not, um, I can't find the words for it. It's sometimes it's nice to get, um, to get like not accredited, but like players say what you're saying on film and what you've reiterated on the stream. Like I remember last year talking about Brees Hall not hitting the inside enough, and then Salah comes out and says he's not hitting the inside enough. And then we talked about JJ last year, and I'm sure a lot of you who've been watching the show forever remember us talking about JJ and his and his hesitancy and his rushing. Um, and now he comes out and says he's a lack of confidence, and he, and he was hesitant last year. It's like shit. Like that's what we've been talking about for months here. So if JJ is looking better. And he eliminates the hesitancy from his pass rush. Um, I, I do think he could be a guy who's getting, you know, eight, nine, ten sacks. Do I think JJ is ever going to be a guy? And again, obviously, we're talking about ceilings here. This is not my necessarily my expectations, but um, is JJ going to be a guy? Does he have the Does he have the physical upside to get twenty sacks? I don't think so. Um, but I think if you could sit in there as an eight to ten sack guy, uh, which is obviously still very good, and a plus run defender, you're talking about a very, very good at the end. So I'm excited to see him this year. Um, but with that, it also comes, there also comes questions because, you know, yeah, he may be improving his pass rushing, but at what point are you ever going to play him over, you know, JFM loss and Huff or McDonald on the edge? Now, obviously it could be like scheme specific, game specific, whatever. Like I'm not saying that all those guys, uh, or that JJ is never going to get a shot, but is he going to play, um, reps over those guys, um, frequently? And I don't think so. So what, what is going to be his real opportunity to show his pass rushing out this year? I'm not so sure it's going to be um, big, but obviously if he's improving, then he then he kind of jacks up his efficiency, and then we're talking about getting him more reps. But uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how that how that plays out. But pretty much every single day you're hearing about JJ and and how he's blowing dudes up and how he's always in the backfield and how he looks really good and he's talking about his focus. So uh, plus for JJ, we also have the um, again. Uh, Nick Bauden news, which we've been talking about again for months on the stream. Now we're hearing about Bauden, and he might be a surprise make to, surprise to make the roster. He's not a, 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 a he's not a surprise to the sixty eight people in here um, who we we've been talking about Bauden for three months. So uh, we'll see. Obviously, 
Uh, I like Bowden and in his limited snaps, and I like I, what I've seen from him. But with that being said, um, am I rooting for a Jeremy Ruckert to take that role? I am because you can you can kind of do you know you can save a roster spot uh, with Ruckert. He could do two for one, you know, tight end and pseudo fullback H back. Um, but it's just about can he do it, you know? And I know he had that good game against the Dolphins, but we have to extrapolate that over over a year. And, and can, can he do that for seventeen games and really hopefully you know twenty twenty one games? Um, so I'm rooting for for a Jeremy Rucker to take that spot, but right now in base packages and their install, it's, it's bought at fullback. So does he make the roster and you have to kind of adjust your 53 man roster predictions when you're doing that, because a lot of people didn't consider bought when they're, when they're making their roster. But if they're planning on, de- you know, deploying a fullback 20, 25% of the reps, which would be a lot, um, then he's going to be here. Now, if they're planning on making a smaller part of the offense where it's only 10, 15, can Rucker fill that role well enough? Or could he just fill it well in general? So that's another thing to, to, to see, but um, that's something to note as well with uh, with Nick Bauden playing. Um, let's uh, see. We have uh, – we, the Jets, are finally going to break the Broncos and beat the fire and blood out of them. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the fire and blood means. Out of them. Uh, the dragon, the Dragons are awakened after the game. Salah is going to superplex pay to the 50-yard line. Let's fucking go. Yeah, that's a game that, like, again – that's when you can't lose. Um, they don't have a, a ton of like they have some good talent on the team for sure, but they're not up to the Jets' ilk, right? And and those are the games you you cannot lose, especially in that in that tough stretch. You know, like, again, you have so many hard games this year. You have to take advantage of the teams who are going to finish with losing records. And and the Broncos are one of those teams, in my opinion. You know, maybe they're nine and eight, maybe maybe they're eight and nine, but regardless, they're they're a mid team. And the Jets, if they're trying to go to the Super Bowl this year, cannot lose to mid teams. They're mid, so let's let's kick the shit out of them on uh, on week five. Right, five. KD says the Broncos fan defending Peyton like he's some savior is ridiculous. That organization is incompetent, top to bottom. They get away with their mistake to save the legacy. Um, yeah, the Broncos haven't necessarily been a, a picture perfect organization um, in the last few years, and and even like Peyton, there's some numbers that I saw maybe maybe a couple of months ago, but in terms of his actual like winning percentage and what he did with the, with the with the New Orleans, I'm not saying that he's not a really good coach, but I think he may be a little bit overrated in terms of what he's done at least in recent past. So we'll see how he adjusts. Hopefully he sucks because now he's an enemy. Um, anybody on the not on the Jets is not an enemy or is an enemy. I don't root for anybody. Even like Mike Westoff with the with the Broncos special teams, I want them to suck too. Anybody's on the Jets, I want them to suck. Eagle Fang says with Aaron Rodgers reworking his contract to save the Jets 35 million. Uh, what should we expect next in terms of free agents, trade, et cetera? Um, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get to that one in, in a little bit Eagle, but, uh, we've also been hearing about AR and, and or Rodgers and how he's been really good. Uh, we saw that one throw, um, obviously the throw to Garrett Wilson was ridiculous. The, the throw off the sideline to Garrett Wilson was ridiculously, uh, the throw Corey Davis when he's drifting out to, I believe his right and throws the ball sidearm to Corey Davis or in, in that only shit was another really good one. Um, just to see how he's interacting with people, just this, to see the way he's teaching people, um, the way these people are speaking about him and, and how much of a leader he is. Uh, I don't think, and we'll get to the contract, I don't think Aaron Rodgers could have done anything better than he's done. Like we heard about how what a shitty human being he's been. He's been amazing. How he didn't want to mentor young guys. And he had self-admittedly, or self-admittedly, he admitted that he was not the best um, with patience and with young guys or whatever it might, might've been. And he's fixed that with the Jets, at least so far. We'll see when things get rocky, but he's been helping the young guys. He's been going out to sporting events. He's been um, a great leader. Like he's been every single thing we've wanted. And on top of that, he's fucking lighting up in practice. Like it's, it's, it is so fun um, to see we are in such a good spot right now. Uh, we deserve to be excited and, and hopefully it ends with the Super Bowl. but 
even if it doesn't, uh, I would just I would implore Jets fans to to enjoy the moment because we don't get a lot of moments to even be excited. So uh, I am fucking pumped. I really am to go week one. Uh, I don't go to preseason just because I'm weird with preseason. One, I like to watch it at home. Um, and two, like the first time walking back into MetLife for the season or, or into a stadium in general, whether it be the first game is away or home, I'm probably going to go and be uh, going to be going to it. Um, I like to like have my cherry like repopped. I mean, you can't reach out, pop a cherry, but you know what I mean? Like the first time I walk into the, the MetLife again, it's for the real shit. So that Monday night, wherever you're tailgating, whatever you're doing, like get into the stadium. Uh, you know that Rodgers is going to be announced last. He's going to be carrying that American flag. It's going to be your starting quarterback of the New York Jets, number eight, Aaron Rodgers. And the place is going to go fucking nuts. And I'm so goddamn excited. Uh, go to that game, Dallas, a bunch of games. But uh, really, really excited um, for for the season. Uh, I guess I guess excited for other stuff as well, which it just doesn't really matter right now. But uh, your your boy Blewett is going to be uh, Papa Blewett in January. So also have that. So uh, just a ridiculously excited. A lot of good things going on in life with with the Jets, with Rogers, with everything. Baby Blue coming uh, in in January. Like I said, baby boy. So uh, fucking super pumped up for that. Got to fix this room. Got to get him jerseys. Got to get a bunch of stuff. So um, really, really exciting times in in Jets land and in, in the Blue household. Uh, and Rogers is is the peak of it. Um, which, not by chance, my wife got pregnant near the time Aaron Rodgers was becoming a Jet. Right? Yeah, around that time. So I could credit Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe I should name my kid Aaron, or maybe I should name my kid Rodgers. But he maybe was the reason that me and my wife decided to uh, do it that night. <laughs> so, um, but we also have some other news. Uh, Wilson, good connection with Rodgers, uh, which has been amazing. Obviously, the first couple of days you hear them being um, a little bit off sync with each other. But now... Uh, but now the last few days they've been, they've been on, they've, they've been uh, really connecting. There's a lot of people writing that Garrett Wilson is going to be, you know, a top five guy, a top 10 guy solidified. He's going to have 1500 yards, 1400 yards, which I think he has a capability of doing, but does the offense allow him so many targets? That's what we'll see. But I'm really, really excited in, in general for, for Garrett Wilson, his connection with Rogers. Um, that one catch that he made at, in the back of the end zone was absurd. Uh, the body control there, the ability to track the ball, um, the ability to control the ball, which it kind of squirted through his hands a little bit, but it's t- it, but the strength in his fingertips to squeeze that ball and pull it in um, and have the awareness of the sideline all at the same time was absurd. So that's obviously really good. Um, now he came down today, left sideline, vertical ball. Uh, he twisted his right ankle, I believe it was. Um, but it only looks like a twist. It only looks like a sprain. And there's some doctor who watched the video and basically came out and said, like, I don't expect this to be any more than a few days if, if only a day or two. So um, bullet hopefully dodged there. We haven't heard any news, but uh, Garrett Wilson going out for the season would be absolutely drastic. So good news that he probably only has a minor sprain. He rolled it just like you kind of do in basketball. It's what it looked like. Um, and and you can usually play on those like the next the next day. Obviously, they'll be pretty safe with, with Garrett Wilson, but uh, he's been dominating, you know, and um, and that's obviously great uh, as well for, for wide receiver one. So um, let's see here. Um, oh, the congratulations. I appreciate that guys. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Um, in, in January because, and I've already like discussed it with my wife. It's like, you know, listen, I think the due date's like late January. You, you, you guys know what we're trying to do in like January, right? Like right now. So 
you know, the first week of the playoffs is probably going to be what, like January 14th, 15th, 16th. The next week's going to be the 23rd, 28th. I can't go on any road trips to games during the playoffs, which I wanted to do so bad. And obviously I'm kind of, I'm not like joking, but it's, it's, it, or I'm joking, but it's kind of like a serious thing. Like now I can't go to playoff games unless it's a home game, a uh, home game. I might be able to pull it off, but there's no way I'm going to be able to, to fly to Kansas city with my wife due in four days. Like, I, I can't do it. Um, so that's unfortunate, but obviously having a, uh, having a baby boy is going to be more exciting than really anything the Jets are going to do this year, even though maybe not, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, no, I appreciate it guys. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. You guys will meet him in, uh, in January, which by the way, a bunch of bullshit. They told us on the first, like one of the scans recently, like, Oh, 80% chance it's a girl based on this and based on that. And I was like, okay, like, you know, kind of justified all that stuff. And then like a week later, they're like, no, it's a boy. I'm like, Fuck yeah, like I am so excited. Jets jerseys, football games, hockey games, like really, really, uh, really, really ready to uh to have a little buddy around. But um some other news, other quarterback news again, running through this stuff really quickly, and I'll get into the chat, they'll hop off, whatever. I'm just kind of doing an impromptu uh dumping of my notes on you guys, and then whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll talk about until about seven o'clock. I know I'm running pretty quick and I'll get uh one comment that says I talk too fast, which I realize, but slow me down. You have the option to slow me down to 0.75. Do that. Uh, Zach is also looking better, which is good. Um, now the problem with Zach Wilson is, okay, he looks better. And then what happens? <laughs> Cause he's not going to be here and starting next year, right? No, this is year three, year four. You're, yeah, you're not, he's not playing next year. So does he take like a one year prove it deal on the year that Rogers may leave or not? Like, is he even going to be here? I don't know. That's tough to, to discuss in the future. Um, what I can say is Zach looking better is better. And obviously, and no shit, right? But like, there's some things that Robbie's been talking about where, yeah, he'll still miss like an easy uh, pass into the flat, but Robbie's been kind of mentioning his mental processing has been a little bit better. He's been stepping up in the pocket a little bit better. Um, there was a no-look pass today, which I didn't really look to see if it's a legitimate no-pass or not. I would lay off of that a little bit if I was Zach. Let's just get your passes there before we start. We try to no-look them. But regardless, it seems that he's doing a little bit better which is better for us, right, as Jets fans. Whether it be him as a backup, it's better. Or if he's proving out in, in training camp and he balls out in preseason, do you trade him? Probably not, realistically. But obviously, if they were to, the better he plays, the more you get. Um, with all that being said, I don't give a shit how good Zach Wilson looks in practice because we, we've seen plenty of guys look in practice or look good in practice and suck ass in games. So I would prefer the Jets to get a quarterback. Um, I don't, you know, I, I know Teddy Bridgewater was visiting with. Uh, who the hell was he visiting with recently? Maybe it was a Texans. I forget what team it was, but um, I would uh, I, I would look to sign him just because, again, you know, people talk about uh, – because people are so extreme either one way or the other. But it's like, oh, well, if we lose Aaron Rodgers for the season, we're screwed anyway. No shit. But let's say you need Teddy Bridgewater to come in for one week, and that one week is for the AFC East. I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than, I, than, than Zach Wilson, right? Like we could be very simple as well. You know, we saw Flacco come in for what four plays versus the Bills game and fuck the entire game up in those four plays. Like, if, if you have one game to get into a, a better seating or get into the playoffs, and it's Zach Wilson instead of Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater because you don't want to spend four million dollars, I'm going to be furious. And and again, this is a process thing versus results thing. If they go into the season without a quarterback and it doesn't happen, then great, they got lucky. Is the process still good of banking on no injuries for a 40 year old quarterback? And to me, that's not a good process. So I would still look to bring in a quarterback. Now, are they going to, you know, a week out from their first uh, Hall of Fame game or for the, from the Hall of Fame game? Probably not at this point. I think it's a mistake. 
Um, I think a lot of other Jets fans think it's a mistake. Uh, unless you're one of the Jets fans who says, oh, if he's down, we're screwed anyway. But again, that's that's very like elementary thinking, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Um, again, other – let's see. It's the Jets center really quick if, if you guys are going to uh, – let's see. Uh, name him, name him, J.D. Nah. Where are you, Dalvin Cook? Nah, no, his name's not going to be – I thought I thought of Jet, like Jet with like two with two T's, but then my – but his name would be Jet Blewett. And then his name would be Jet Blue. And I just don't want my kid's name to be Jet Blue. So he's not going to be Jet. He's not going to be J.D. Uh, his name not gonna be Dalvin Curtis Durrell. It's not gonna be any after any any Jet player. Um, but we do have a name. We do have a name picked out. So uh, where are you on Dalvin Cook? Somebody asked me this on Twitter, and I, I I quote tweeted it with a guy riding a bike on a fence because that's that's legitimately my my opinion right now. Um, the numbers indicate that he was much worse than people think he was last year. Uh, and, and in terms of the numbers, I'm not talking about the stats because the stats say he averaged five yards per carry, thousand whatever yards. I'm talking about advanced analytics are very against Dalvin Cook in terms of expected yards per per uh, per run, in terms of fumbles, in terms of dropped, uh, in terms of drops, in terms of pass protection. All of those numbers are pretty bad. With that being said, numbers are not everything, and numbers aren't even half of it. Numbers aren't even 25% of me. Maybe they're 25%. Maybe maybe that's about what we'll give them in terms of what they actually mean. But from watching Dalvin Cook, um. From, from afar, and obviously watching some highlights recently uh, in the last couple of weeks just because of the rumors, he still looks very fast. He still looks very twitchy. He still looks like he takes advantage of what the offensive line blocks up for him, which people will say is like, oh, yeah, well, he get he, he gets what's expected. Yes, but that's also a skill because, trust me, there are plenty of people who do not get what's expected. So I want to watch him, and I might go and watch him after this a little bit, watch his first, like, two or three games just to have, like, a good feeling of him before he even – or at least a better feeling for him before he even signs. But I'm I'm right in the middle, uh, which is a terrible answer because you want to be one way or the other. But um, I'm indifferent. It depends on the price. If it's 4 or $5 million, okay, cool. If it, we're talking about $7, 8000000 million, I think that money could be used elsewhere. Um, but it's interesting, right? I, I, it seems like he's going to be signing with the Jets at this point. Um, he is, which I, we can just talk about it now, but he is coming to visit. Um, I think he, he's flying in today, right? Um, flying in today, apparently meeting with the Jets on Sunday. I know tomorrow morning he's doing good morning football. So, you know, good morning football. We're going to talk about the Jets. They're going to bring it up. They're going to joke about it. They're going to ask him about signing, whatever it may be. Um, but if you're going to have a guy come in and visit like this, and he, I think it, once it was confirmed that he was coming to visit, like he put up a, a highlight of like him breaking a 50 yard run against the, uh, against the dolphins. Like, it seems like it's pretty solidified at this point that he's going to be a jet, like a, a percentage wise. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe 75%, 80% he's going to be a jet. Um, and it's funny that after you get like all the excitement of the internet of him coming to visit the jets, you have like a little leak that says, Oh, well also the Pats are looking to do an interview with him as well. Like bring him to the Foxborough, which is most likely the agent saying, Hey, Jets, Jets fans, chill. There's still somebody else out there who might visit him, give him a visit, give us more money. Like that's what that is. So does he even have a visit? Does he have interest from the Pats? We have no idea, but the agent's going to say that. So it seems like Dalvin Cook is going to sign. Um, if I had to bet, now who do you get rid of out of, out of Zombie Knight and Michael Carter? It's honestly a very, I just spit, a very, very hard decision. To me, gun to my head right now, I would probably say try to stick Knight on the on the practice squad. Um, just because I will buy into Michael Carter's um, good first year over Zion Knight's good 
two games or good three games. I, th- I think Michael Carter can be back to what he was. And I think Michael Carter at his best is better than what Zonovan Knight showed me at his best. So it's probably Zonovan Knight who, you know, then you make a decision. Do you try to cut him and stash him? Or he probably gets scooped up. Do you try to trade him for a late round pick? You know, um, it's, it's going to be a tough spot, but it seems like they're going to be bringing him in. And you also had Quan last night at, what time was it? Like 10 o'clock at night. He tweets out something like, uh, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but like something like, got to get ready for, for training camp or something like that. So Jets fans are all like, holy shit. Like, you know, Rogers just restructured his contract. Now it's Quan's coming back. That's still a move I would do. Like I'm, I'm still down with Quan um, just to give you flexibility at both positions. Again, like I think Am- Amos, Amos is going to be more a box player than some people realize. At least a combination of him and Whitehead are going to be like pseudo filling that Quan Alexander role. Um, so you have a safety kind of filling that role. But if you bring in, but if you bring back Quan, now you have the ability to play Quan there and then flex out Amos to free safety if Adams is struggling. So it gives you multiple spots of depth, and it also allows you to um, to have you know that veteran presence. A lot of people like him, and it doesn't you know you're not you're not putting all of your eggs into the Jamie and Sherwood basket because yeah they can like what they're seeing from him, and he's obviously the shoo-in to be the next guy up because you know past Quan last year he was the fourth highest in snaps for for linebackers I believe. Um, so yeah, he's a shoe in, but what if he doesn't work out? And even if he does work out great, who's your depth there? Let's let's, and again, knock on wood here, but, and Quan's not going to fill Mosley's role, but what if Mosley or, or, or Quincy go down? Then you're talking about Zari Barnes or Chad Surratt as a starting linebacker for you. Do you really want to be in that spot? Or do you want to sign Quan for two and a half million dollars? Like to me, just bring in Quan. Um, I would love to see it. And there's been some speculation that a splash move may be coming for the Jets. I don't know if it's going to happen. I would fucking love it, though. Uh, now, what is it? You know, I don't know. Um, to me, you know, I think there's a few spots you could look at. Now, how realistic is this? Probably probably not very realistic. You know, Buda Baker just reworked his contract with the Cardinals. I would love that move. You know, do they really need to hang on to him? I don't know. You know, Kevin Bayard, I know he worked, reworked his contract. Another guy I would, love, would have loved to brought in. Mike Evans at receiver. You know, you're talking about what 13, 14 million dollars this year um, on a team is going to go absolutely nowhere. Can you can you cut Corey Davis and, and save or sign or trade for Evans and then give him an extra four million dollars? You have the room to do it. Would love to do something like that. Now there's some Devonte Adams speculation. Um, and a lot of people saying that he's going to be here at some point, whether it be this offseason, halfway through the season or next year. Is that realistic with his contract? I don't know. I looked at his contract and it gave me an aneurysm trying to read it. It does not look like it's very tradable. So does he rework it to sign with the Jets or get traded to the Jets? I have no idea. Obviously, if you have Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson as your receiving duo, you're talking about the number one in the league very easily. Um, only I think the only close second would be the Dolphins with Waddle and Hill. But like, holy shit, Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson. But um, we'll, we'll see. I, I think I think it's Cook and, and Quan. Um, and then past that there may be a splash I, I don't know you're talking about the jets having anywhere from i believe i've seen multiple numbers on this which i'll get to a little bit i've seen anywhere from 11 to 20 million dollars which i'll kind of break down a little bit you know i'm not really sure exactly which one it is but you have some you have some money to make some moves and if you're talking about mike evans it's like oh we don't have enough room to bring in mike evans well if you get rid of Corey davis's 11 million dollars he's only gonna cost you an extra four or five like i would love to do that would it happen i have no idea um, but I, I think there may be another splash coming for, for, for Rogers because of that contract and, and what he, what he did, um, there, but let's see, oh, super, super chat. Let me get to the super chat. 
Uh, long time, Joe. Let's go. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Jan, I've missed I've missed the super chats, but I definitely appreciate you. I hope to see John's big ass or, or Jan's big ass before, uh, I guess, week one. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be there, Jan, but uh, you got to come and pound some beers. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Jan. I'm excited to see all of you guys. But thank you for the super chat, man, um, as per usual, for sure. But let's see. Uh, congrats. Let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying to move back up here in the chat. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. Zach Wilson looks better. Trade him next year. Um, yeah, trade him. Trade him if you can. You know, I would trade Zach right now and bring Ted to your bridge order, but that's I'm not, that's not to me. Now that we're 16 million under the cap, other than Cook, who else can you see being signed? Yeah, it's so you want to keep like two, three, at two, at least two or three million dollars just for in-season costs in case there's an injury. But to me, I, I think I think more like more realistically, an Evans if it was available. I just don't know why he's not available. Why has not been talked about a lot? Um, it looked like the safeties are both locked up in terms of Bayard and, and, and Buda Baker. And another move, I try, I try to look up free agent tackles in 2024 to see who was coming on their last year, their deal this year to see if we can maybe trade for them in their last year and, and like, and like extend them or something like that. But I didn't really see much out there, but with that being said, if they were able to make a move for a tackle, that's what I would do. Um, and we can mention it in a little bit in, in terms of like the exact happenings of camp right now, but Dwayne Brown hasn't been practicing. Becton's been practicing, not practicing. You know, he practiced two days or three days ago. And then two days ago, he didn't practice. And then today he did team periods but didn't, but, or, or did uh, individuals, but didn't do teams. So like how healthy is Becton is a little bit sketchy right now. Um, so if it were me, I would love to make a move for a tackle. Like that, that would be what I would do. Secure that spot. Um, but how realistic is it? And who are we talking about? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, I know that they were, we were pretty close on, on signing Orlando Brown a couple of months ago. Um, I wish that would have happened, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit nervous about the tackle spot, a little bit nervous. Um, not to say that we don't have great depth, but we don't, you don't have ideal depth, right? Like you, we have now that's not, that's not how I should say that we have ideal depth or we have good depth, but depth playing is never ideal. Yeah. That's how I should phrase it. Um, because if, if Beckton's not in there and it's any one of Turner, Mitchell, you know, um, Carter Warren, it's not a good spot at right tackle. If any one of those guys are starting, it's not good. Uh, maybe Mitchell has really taken a step up from last year, but it's a pretty large leap to say you're okay with him starting at right tackle at this point. Run the, run the score up week five. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to, that's, that's going to be an exciting game now, you know, like in, and it's always, gonna, you're always a little bit nervous playing Denver because of the air and because of all that shit. And like, it's a house of horrors a little bit for the jets. And even last year they escaped, you know, with the win, but we're going to have a lot of bad memories about uh, how we escaped with that win. Um, but still like they should smack them. So now this gives them even more incentives. So verge, I appreciate that. Uh, if Aaron goes down, which could be rather uh, have a dude, it's, it's, it's Teddy Bridgewater for Joe Flacco all day. The question was Joe Flacco or Teddy Bridgewater. It's 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 Teddy. Like the like Teddy was always a solid backup, like a quasi starter. Got injured, was a good backup, and then last year, you know, he struggles a little bit, and now he's just like not like an afterthought. Like he was a good backup for five years, had one down year, and now we're just discrediting the other five years prior to it. Like I don't know what we're doing with that, but I would love to bring in Bridgewater. Would love it. Flacco was absolutely cooked, obviously, right? So uh, Daniel Murphy appreciate that. John Hassel. Uh, did Joe say Westoff? Yeah, Westoff's coaching with the with the Saints right now, right? Or with the Broncos? Unless unless I'm a complete complete asshole, I might be an asshole, but I'm pretty sure that Westoff Westoff is coaching with the Broncos. Um, I, I could be wrong now. 
uh, Ali says, congratulations, but wish you and the wife the very best always. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see exactly how I try to pull off 31 reviews in the offseason. I think I just got to lessen it up. I, I, I think I think at a certain point, people can deal with me not doing reviews on Wes Schweitzer, Tristan Colon, Billy Turner, um, and a bunch of guys who really people don't care about. Only a couple hundred people watch that stuff. But hey, um, I might have to cut back, but we'll see. Congratulations for on the baby boy, Joe. Very happy for Oh, hopefully, hopefully he'll be a Jets fan. So like, and like people joked about, like I was at my family's house the other day and we told them, um, and I, I'm the only Jets fan in an entire family of Giants fans. Every single one of them is a Giants fan, literally minus my mom, because like, I obviously Jets stuff and the website, like she'll root for the Jets now and my wife, but every single member of my family, even, even like second cousins are Giants fans. They're like, Oh, we're going to buy him a gi- giant stuff. And I'm very honest with my family. And I was very, I was respectful about it. I'm like, listen, you do it. Just understand. Like, obviously you're joking with me, right? Like you're, it's a joke to give me a giant Jersey for my baby. You do that. I'm going to reciprocate a joke by lighting it on fire. So it's fine. If you want to waste a hundred dollars on a Jersey to give my kid, it's going in the in fire. And I'm, I, I will do it right in front of you. Cause I already told people you do not do that shit. So he will be a Jets fan. He will be a Devils fan. He will be a Nets fan. He will be a Mets fan. Um, now maybe that's child abuse, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You guys will meet him. I'll, I'll bring him, I'll bring him on. He'll start co-hosting with me at like five, but I'll, I'll bring him on. I'll bring him on the stream. Like I, I literally could not be more excited for that. Um, Dan, we have a lot of haters and I'm not one to call criticism, but hate, uh, criticism, hate, but, but this is hate. Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, again, you literally have Rogers taking $35 million off and like, people are like, Oh my God, like it's going to hit you eventually. It's like, no, he, he took $35 million off. What are you, you talking about? Unless Woody Johnson slipped him 35 under the table, but hey. Uh, to me, Dalvin and Brees are very similar stars. Uh, runners would prefer a power back. Um, yeah, like so, it depends on the price, right? And obviously, it's hard to quantify because I don't watch. I don't watch all of these guys. Like, I don't watch Hunt and Cook and like actually break down their film. But to me, seemingly for what the price is going to be, I may prefer, or I probably do prefer, a Hunt to a Cook. And you know, if you're talking about just like a power back role and maybe a little bit lesser role too, Troy, because like you could be saying, hey. You know, not only do you want a power back, but also with the power back, then you can kind of give a Carter and Izzy more snaps, right? Because if you have Cook, like he's going to be running back too, and you're pretty much going to have a one and two and a three's going to sprinkle in very, very little. If you were to sign, let's say, a Leonard Fournette, then you could, then the two, three, four are, are there's going to be more d- distribution of, of snaps to two, three, four. So with the Fournette, you also have more of Carter and Izzy, most likely, or, 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 or uh, Bam and Izzy. With Cook, it's Cook. It's Cook, and it's Brees, and that's about it. So um, I get it, and I really want to dive deep into it and see the because the numbers, to me, based on what I'm watching, might do him a little bit of a disservice just because of how quickly I, I see him hit holes and how shifty he is. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I appreciate you, Mike. Um, thank you. Uh, do you view the tackles as potentially Achilles Seals of, of these Jets? Yeah, for sure, dude. Like, it's – Obviously, there's plenty of Achilles heels, right? Like, you know, if Rodgers goes down, Achilles heel. But somewhat realistically, assuming assuming they're going to stay relative to their track record of of uh, injury history, and that, that that was not that did not come out right. Assuming Rodgers stays healthy, like he has pretty much his entire career, knock on wood. Um, that's not a very realistic scenario for him to go down for like a substantial point, uh, amount of games. But for the tackles, obviously, we've been battling injuries. Um, Pretty frequently over the last couple of years, Brown has been injured. Becton has been injured. Uh, Mitchell went out with blood clots, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm concerned. 
And not only am I concerned about Beckton staying healthy, but we have to be we have to be pretty we have to be more honest about Beckton. I think we're being his rookie year was good. His rookie year was not fantastic. Um, he did get beat up versus the Bills. He did get a beat up versus versus Clement uh, versus uh, um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Cleveland Farrell versus you know Alma Raiders, who is who's a nobody now. Before he got injured in his second year, he was getting mopped by Carl Lawson. Sorry to say it. Last offseason, he was getting mopped before he got injured. And now this offseason, he seems to be getting mopped a little bit. Like, I'm sorry, but every time I look, it's like, oh, McDonald just beat Beckton. Oh, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson just beat Beckton. Oh, Huff beat Beckton. And I get those guys are all really good rushers and good DNs. But when he's in it, he seems to be losing more than he's doing anything really well. So um, I'm not only concerned about him with his injuries. I'm concerned if he's going to come back and even be – like what we remember him to be, because not only is he two years off of football, he's had, you know, multiple big injuries. So is he still a same player? I know he can look great and you could be, you could look slim and you could look all the stuff, but actually doing it on the field and, and seeing if the knee holds up um, is a completely different story. Just because he's skinny right now, which is obviously beneficial to his knee, but just because he looks good, doesn't mean his innards are good. His knee could be all jacked up. He could still be skinny and your knee could be jacked up, you know? So I'm a little bit concerned about Becton in general. Um, yet Brown not playing. So, so offensive tackle is the Achilles heel. I, I completely agree with that. Um, or, or that's, that's my opinion. Uh, some I'm sure you're, you're asking that because you think the same thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So if there's a way that the Jets can pull off a trade, you know, get rid and, and I don't think anybody's like, want to necessarily do this, but if you can trade for a tackle and like get rid of a Becton in that, in that package, whatever it may be, um, I would really look to do it because it's the offensive line is struggling at this point. Um, and we can kind of flip that into, Another guy we've been hearing struggling a little bit is um, is uh, Turner. We've heard, we've heard Turner's getting destroyed in practice, which it's a lot harder for offensive linemen without pads on than it is for defensive linemen. And a lot of the stuff is coming from the days where they didn't have pads on because you can't grab onto anything. Um, but Turner's been getting beat up, and Turner's tackle at film or, or uh, Turner's film at tackle is not good. So if he plays, I'm concerned. I actually like Turner better at guard than I do at tackle. Um, but that's not a good scenario if he plays. Other tackle stuff, uh, again, Brown's out. Becton didn't take part in team drills today, which, which, or at least I believe, which is slightly concerning. And then another tackle's news, I guess that, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Max Mitchell's playing left tackle, which he didn't do in college, to my knowledge. I believe he's only a right tackle. So it's interesting to see if he's able to do that and kind of being, a, a, uh, being, or kind of, or is he going to kind of be a swing tackle? Sorry, I'm running through the notes really fast here. I've got a lot going on in my mind. Um, but yeah, definitely Achilles heel. Spin Max Dave, if we do, if we sign Cook, do you think the Jets will try to trade one of their younger running backs? Yeah, yeah, that's what they do, um, which is unfortunate because I really do. Well, it's not unfortunate, right? Like if, if Cook's going to be a good back and he's better than Carter or any one of these other guys, then great. Like the, the, the slightest ads and talent to this roster can be the difference in losing the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. So uh, I, any slight increase, you know, no hard feelings. But for me, yeah, it's just – watching Zonovan Knight and what he did last year, I think for any team or most teams in the NFL uh, would pick him up as running back four. So I, I don't think he makes it to the practice squad based on what he did versus the Browns and or versus the uh, Bears and versus the Vikings and even somewhat versus the Bills. So I think at that point you try to, you try to trade him or you trade Carter. So if Cook is brought in, I think one of those guys are traded. Um, maybe the Jets get fancy and they try to sneak him onto the, onto the, uh, onto the practice squad. But if any teams out there, uh, or are earning their money 
are worth their their salt, they should be watching guys like Donovan Knight if he gets cut and be like, okay, yeah, let's let's bring him on as, as running back four. Like I, I severely doubt he cannot bring on or make it on a roster. So uh Rusty Spooner, if we trade or release Corey, can we bring in both Cook and Evans? It's going to be a wild one for sure. And JD, we trust Let's Go Jets. Uh, Joe, congrats, fam. Yeah, Rusty, I really appreciate that. Uh, nice to see you again. Um, yeah, dude, like if 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 they got rid of Corey, they have room to bring in both at the end of the day. Now, again, I'm not exactly sure exactly how much the Jets have right now because they had 20 and then Rodgers takes nine from this year. So you'd think it would be 11, but people are saying like 16. So let's just say it's 16 um, for now. That's That's fine. Uh, with 16, you get rid of Corey Davis. That's 26, right? 20, 26, 27. You have Evans, who's going to cost you, I think like 13, $14 million a year. Cook's going to cost you five or six. That's $20 million. Then you have, you still have $6 million to play with. Hey, give $2 million to Quan. We could bring in Quan, Cook, and Evans and get rid of Corey Davis. Like that. Hey, I'm down. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, I think Evans is a guy who I just, I don't understand why he's with the team. He, like, I get at a certain point you have to have some talent around your quarterback, but it's not like Baker Mayfield is a first-year guy. Like he's a veteran, so he's and he's most likely going to sink anyway. So what is the point of keeping a receiver who's I believe on his final year of his contract or, or his last year or two? Where you're you're not going to be competing with him on the roster regardless. So why not get rid of him for capital? I don't know. I don't know why they're not doing it. I think it, I think they should. I would love to for it to be the Jets who are the beneficiaries of that, but. Uh, <clears throat> Did you see the preview video of Hard Knocks Wilson versus Sauce? Uh, I might be more pumped for Hard Knocks than the preseason itself. Yeah, that's 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 the way to get Jets fans interested in Hard Knocks, right? Like you put out a minute clip of your offensive and defensive rookie of the year battling out in practice. Like, okay, that that got me. Uh, I, I got a slight rise if 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 you feel me on that one. Um, I'm really excited to to watch that. To watch defensive versus offensive line. Um, there's a lot of good behind the scenes stuff that's going to come from hard knocks. And a lot of it's practice. Like I don't really give a shit. I'm not, I'm not the biggest uh, player interview type of guy. Cause I don't really think they say a lot, um, but you're talking about practice and like actually watching guys compete one-on-one with a nice tight camera angle. Um, that's, that's, that's it. That's I'm, I'm there for that too. Eagle. Um, no skill says congrats on the baby. Uh, who cares about the gender, but did he look like more of a skill fish or a lineman on the ultrasound? Yeah. Nice, 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 good calves. Uh, Good elongated Achilles. He's going to be he's going to be tested. Uh, run through some three cones. I'm I'm excited. Um, that's like actually like legitimately. It's something I have to think about. Like a kid playing football, like with all the uh, head injury stuff. He's he's gonna play football though. Um, but he he was he was looking he was looking like a safety. But he's looking like a safety in there. Uh, he was pretty active last time I saw him. So he he was jumping up and down in there. Uh, like I said, late January, late January. Let's see. Um, go back up a little bit. Oh, geez. Okay. You guys are lighting up the chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, burn all those giants gifts, hundred percent of family. No, like it's like, and again, I'm not, I'll take a video of it. Like if, if, if they are to get me something like that, they're, they know that that gift is worthless to me regardless. So it will be lit on fire with the proper thing uh, to do would be to go and donate it for charity. Sure. But I'm going to light it on fire. So Giant stuff, Pat stuff, it will get a lead on fire. I promise you that. Uh, my kid will not be a Giants fan. Baby stuff, Giants is fine. That way, you and the son will have something in common. You will both crap all over. Giants diapers. There you go. Giants diapers. That's going to be a fun game, too. I don't know who, uh, I don't know which of you guys are going to the Giants game, uh, the Giants away game, but I'll be there. So, technically, I'm hitting three away games this year, Giants being one of them. I want Cook, period. He's still explosive. Yeah, he, yeah, he still looks explosive again. Uh, the, the numbers, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
I could guarantee you that when he, when or if he signs, I will come back on the show in a couple of days and give you a much more well-rounded opinion on him um, than I've had and most likely than other people will have. So uh, I'll give you as many details as I can uh, once he's signed, once I watch some film. Yeah, I might watch tonight, but I'm not sure if I'm wasting my time or not, so we'll see. Uh, Spend Max Dave, are you comfortable with Max Mitchell as our starting tackle? I'm not. No. Um, now, let's say in a year where – and this is kind of the thing I talk about with Tony Adams a lot. Let's say if this year was the Jets were – you know, expected to go seven and 10, maybe eight and nine, maybe nine and eight at the best in like a surprise type of year. Would I be okay with Max Mitchell at tackle? Yeah, maybe. Obviously, depending on how young the quarterback was. Um, that's not this year. This year is Super Bowl or bust. And a Super Bowl or bust year, which, and again, while saying that, I realize that it's not technically a bust if you don't win it, but we're shooting for the Super Bowl, right? So like, if you don't get it, yeah, it's kind of a bust, but I get not officially labeling it a bust because only one team wins it. But that being said, it's still a bust. Are you comfortable with Max Mitchell in that situation? No, absolutely not. Uh, last year, he was okay relative to expectations, but he was not a good starter. Um, do you want to rely on somebody who was not a good starter in 2022 to be relied on to be a good starter in 2023? My answer is no, for the, for that reason. Um, I think Rodgers wants Cooks to play against him his entire career. Yeah, there's been some rumblings that they want to play. Um, they want to play with each other, uh, but there's been some there's been some rumors swirling out there about a bigger move that the Jets may look to make. Who, what, when, where? I don't know. Um, I can tell you though, if they're gonna bring in like Mike Evans or something like that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose. It. I think the Jets are like one good player away from truly being up there with the Chiefs. Uh, with the with the Bengals, with the Eagles, I think they're a slight tier below right now. Um, maybe, honestly, maybe, and maybe they are even up there. But I think a move like Evans or something like that would like now. Now we're we're number we're number one with the Chiefs. I think that pushes even above the Bengals. Um, I heard Gary V is covering that about thirty five mil. Didn't his uh? I don't know if he's involved. I don't know if he's involved in his sports agency thing. But uh, isn't his bro- he signed with his brother right? Like Vandercheck Sports or whatever. I think Saul signed with them. So that's good for them. Um, the the eventual owner of the Jets, Gary V. Even though, I guess talking about this really quickly, um, the Woody Johnson's making some friends right now. Now I know his social media game sucks. I, I hate the fact that he's so awkward. I hate the fact that every single time this year it was the it was it was the gate of, hey, do you know who the starting quarterback is for the Jets this year? Do you know who you're going to be protecting this year? Like really weird, really weird to everybody. And then last year was. Him talking to somebody, oh, we're all really excited. And I get him looking around the room, like, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're really excited. Like, it was just so awkward. So he's a little bit of like a stiff. Um, but with that being said, like him releasing the new uniforms, um, which we're going to wear versus the Bills versus the Chiefs, and then the black uh, throwback is going to be versus the Dolphins on Black Friday. Um, but uh, with him releasing the jerseys, if you guys saw the three midfield logos, I don't love the logos in the midfield. Um, like how they actually look, but with that being said, they're 10 times better than an NFL generic logo. So you have the three logos, you have the jets black one for the, for the blackout game. You have the normal base jets one, and then you have the throwback jets swoosh logo, um, midfield, which I'm really a big fan of. And a lot of the, uh, if you go to buy the jerseys online, I believe it says like, it says something, something regarding the future. Uh, I forget exactly what the phrase is, but something regarding the future. I think the jets see the reception to this. They see 20,000 jerseys get ordered. My, I, I ordered my jersey the night before Rodgers took his pay cut. So that was Tuesday night, right? He took his pay cut yesterday. I, took, I, I ordered the jersey the night before. 
I think it said it ships out in like October. Um, so I think the Jets see how much fans wanted this jersey, know that they can rebrand again next year after this terrible rebrand that they did last time. I think they go back to these jerseys um, and they add the green. Maybe they still have like an alternate throwback black. I don't know if they would do that still with these jerseys. Um, but he's making he's making some some uh, he's 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 gaining back some fans right now uh, with the jerseys, the midfield logos. Uh, it's all been great. And and Woody Johnson does get a, somewhat of a bad rap, I, I think, in terms of like people say, oh, he's cheap and that stuff. I don't think Woody Johnson's ever been cheap. I think sometimes I think he's an idiot sometimes for sure. Do I think he's cheap and and doesn't do what it takes to win? No, like and especially being a Mets fan, like you can't watch what the Wilpons did and then call Woody Johnson cheap. Like Woody Johnson's always been willing to spend. He just didn't spend it in the right places. Um, but with the jerseys with all that stuff, it's, it's, it's been, it's been obviously fantastic. Again, I ordered a Rogers white. I was going to do a Garrett Wilson, um, but I just don't know if he's changing his number next year. So I threw it back to Rogers staying for two years, gave it back, gave $35 million back. I'll, I'll be proud to, to, to rock a Rogers this year. And Obviously, hopefully it doesn't go all downhill, but regardless, like he's, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback who's playing for the Jets. Like, let's, let's throw that jersey on. So uh, Blitz Crew with a $10 super shot. I appreciate that, my guy. Uh, congratulations on the kid uh, with Brownlee so far. How are you feeling about Elijah Moore trade now? Our D-line sounds insane so far, including McDonald. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Brownlee changes anything, to be honest. Um, and again, I'm not trying to be – I'm just gonna, I'm always honest with you guys. Regardless of how much Brownlee does in camp, does he really still make the roster? That's my question. I don't think so. Um, I think he can impress. I severely doubt the Jets carry six receivers. I severely doubt it. Um, you're going to carry four or five running backs, and, and Baldwin would be the fifth. You're going to carry three or four tight ends. You're carrying two running. You're carrying two quarterbacks, obviously, at the minimum. You're carrying at least ten offensive linemen. If you start doing the math, figure out where you fit Brownlee in, because bringing Brownlee in, Brownlee means no. Brownlee means no Baldwin. Okay, and even if Brownlee doesn't mean Baldwin. Or because because Broad might be on not, not be on the team regardless. Brownlee means no, um, you know I, I don't know sixth linebacker. So it's we start doing the math. I, I doubt that Brownlee makes it. And with Elijah Moore, a lot of people say like, oh, the Jets traded him for for a third round pick or a second round pick, whatever. They traded well, they, they traded him for they traded him and a third for a second. So you really traded up one round for Elijah Moore. You did not get a second round pick for Elijah Moore. Um, so they lost out on that trade. In my opinion, that was the first bad trade that Joe Douglas has made. I don't think he got proper, um, value for what Elijah Moore could be. I, I think Elijah Moore, if used properly, could be a thousand yard receiver for many years in the NFL. I do think he has legitimate talent. So, um, I don't think Brownlee changes my opinion. Like, oh, Brownlee's going to be just as good as Elijah Moore was. Now, with all that being said, did Elijah Moore still have to be traded regardless because of what he did in the locker room last year and potential like the cancer he brought to the locker room? Yeah. Like, I think, I think, I think you still had to trade him. Uh, with that being said, I don't think they got proper value. And Brownlee does not, because of a good, couple of good camp plays, does that subdue uh, what Elijah Moore was going to be? I don't think so. And Brownlee's making plays. With that being said, if you watch the Brownlee play of him today, again, just being transparent, he rips Soft Gardner's face max like a, to the ground, and then he's wide open for a touchdown. Why? Because it was offensive pass interference. Like if you watch that video, there's no reason Sauce reacts like that other than his face getting dragged to the ground. So yeah, he made a play that would have been an OPI. And other than that, yeah, he made a nice play from like Zach Wilson down the field and all that stuff. But if I had to bet, I'm still saying 80, 90% sure that he's not even going to make the roster regardless. Um, so with that being said, next part, our D-line sounds insane so far, including McDonald. Yeah, we've been getting really, really good reports. And I appreciate the $10 super shot again, Blitzcrew. Uh, 
Uh, the, the entire D-line's been sounding really good, right? Like JJ's bulked up. He's sounding a lot better, being more decisive. We're seeing McDonald, and it's not even McDonald like blowing up every play, but you hear people talking about McDonald, and like it's translating in terms of his bend, his flexibility, his get off. We, we you see plenty of beat reports like holy shit, like this guy gets off the line really, really quick. Um, and if you just let him fly and you let him play at wide nine, he doesn't have to think, he doesn't have to two gap, he doesn't have to try to you know spill a run like he did uh, at Iowa State. I, I think he's going to make an impact, so I'm really excited about him. And then even Huff, like Huff's making plays, JJ's making play, or JJ's making plays, JFM's making plays. Q has been dominating apparently, so the defensive line has has been ferocious um so far so I'm, I'm really really excited for 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 the whole crew but yeah in terms of Brownlee Brownlee making a few plays in camps does not erase my memory of, of Elijah Moore even though you still had to trade him and even with that being said again I, I I severely doubt Brownlee makes a roster unless he really 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 continues the ball out but I would relax a little bit on Brownlee so far that, that's that's all I'm saying um just because it's only been a, a couple of days right so Let's see. Okay, you guys are yeah, you guys are lighting up. You guys are throwing me down the chat. Um, oh damn. Okay. Um, uh, I love Beckton, but Big Man has been out of football for a while. I like I I I love the idea of what Beckton can be, but I haven't loved him the last couple of years. I don't I don't love his social media stuff. So he's got to play. He's he's got to play. He's got to play well. Um, he's playing for a contract, so we'll see. Um, I I would say so far. Stock up or down in camp, stock down, you know, with him. And, and I, I get you have to be careful and all that stuff, but like I want to see team, team period, team period, team period every day. Him not practicing the other day because Salah said his knee couldn't handle it. Dude, like we're in July. If your knee can't handle it, are you going to be able to handle another 20, 25 weeks of, of, of wear and tear on it? I don't know. I, I'm concerned, like, like Simon is. It's, I, you know, now, how concerned? I think is a conversation, but if you're if you're saying there's not slight concern there, I think you're lying. I think you're lying. Uh, if the Jets start Beckton, he becomes a liability instantly to the quarterback he's trying to protect. They don't. They need to move on from Beckton at this point. Um. No, no, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going that far, Eagle, because Beckton. I, I still rather have Beckton than Turner or Mitchell starting. Um, it's not just getting rid of him for the point of getting rid of him. It, it's getting rid of him and who's replacing him. You rather have Beckton than Mitchell, and, he, and even if you're to say, "Okay, I want Beckton or, or Mitchell over Beckton because I like Mitchell for whatever reason over him," fine. But even as backups, we'd rather have Turner or Beckton. If you answer Turner, you're wrong. There, is, there is no, there is no wiggle room there. You're wrong. So, do you get rid of him? No, it's not gonna happen. So Beckton needs to play in a run first offense. He's not a great pass blocker based on his pass production. Yeah. Uh, if. If I were the Jets, I'd make sure Cook doesn't leave the. I don't think he's leaving the facility. I'm, I'm 85, 90% confident he's going he's to sign with the Jets one of the next couple of days. Uh, Aaron isn't kept upright. All this a waste. Yeah, it's. I'm not going to say it's all a waste, but if you don't, if you don't keep any of your quarterbacks up, it's, it's kind of a waste, right? Like you, you need some semblance of an offensive line um, that can hold up. I'm not saying you need elite guys, but you need something, um, especially for guys who are getting less mobile. It's not like he's immobile, but he's definitely less mobile. And we could talk about, you know, Kansas City and their offensive line a couple of years ago when they won the, the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it, their offensive line was pretty ass. But you have Patrick Mahomes, and he has a lot more mobility in the year he won the Super Bowl with a bad offensive line than Aaron Rodgers has right now. So, uh, yeah, if, you're, if your offensive line sucks, it's definitely going to diminish what Rodgers is bringing. You know, you're not going to allow him to go through his reads as they hit those deep balls. So they better, they better figure that shit out. That's, that's for sure. 
uh, Animan, Animan. I don't know if that's how you pronounce the name, but let's keep moving down in the chat. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow got carted off. Seemed like a calf thing, like a minor calf thing. Jalen Ramsey seemingly had like a hamstring, knee injury, non-contact thing. Uh, but knock on wood, I'm not rooting for any players to get injured. When you type, when you hear the type of stuff you heard with Ramsey, it's probably an Achilles or an ACL, uh, or probably well, Achilles is lower, so it's probably it's probably an ACL for for Ramsey, which will severely diminish their defense because Ramsey was he's still a good corner. I don't think Ramsey's still a top five guy, you know, top 10, 15. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, but Xavier Howard sucked at he was bad last year. So if Howard's your number one and he's covering Wilson, good luck. So. Uh, yeah, that sucks. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta root for, you, you have to root for him to be healthy. Um, now, with that being said, being completely transparent, I am not the guy. I'm never gonna root for injuries. Now, if the Jets are going to play, let's say Miami's week, uh, week ten, right? Something like that. Week ten, and you'll have people like you'll have Jane Ramsey on like questionable to play, and people will be like, oh, I, I, I want to play them at their best and 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 beat beat Jane Ramsey too. I am of the, the complete opposite as a Jets fan. I've seen a lot of shit. I just want to win the game. So their best player is not playing. I love it. So keep them injured. I'm cool with that. I don't need to beat their best players. It's still a win. It's not It's not going to say lost, but Ramsey played, or win, but Ramsey didn't play. I don't give a shit. I don't get to the playoffs. So, you know, here's what it is. Uh, cap, uh, cap hit on Rodgers is $8.8 million after the rework. Yeah, I, you know, I said $9 million, but yeah, technically eight point. I get, or I guess, but Snoop Camp. Snoopy Camp is scary. Camp is terrifying, especially the Jets. Like last year – we were pretty solid um, this year. You know, I'm hoping that the Jets just offered Chuck Clark to the gods and he was there. He was our sacrifice. And we're all going to be healthy because of that, because he was so early. It was out of nowhere. He he was sacrificed. He was the goat being brought to the top of the pyramid. And now the gods are going to leave us alone. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but we'll see. I, I That's the only thing I care about for camp for the most part is, is injuries. So uh, Spooner says Carter opened his mouth and was with more. We know what happens when people say things while on this team. I see Carter getting traded and signing Cook Carter. I think he's on thin ice. That could be a thing too. Like they could have not loved how he responded last year and and, and his mindset after James Robinson was brought in, etc. And even though they might think, and you know, it's, it's hard to put words in their mouth, but even though even if they think Carter may be a slightly better player than Knight, they might not love what he did last year and and how he you know how he acted, um, how he scrubbed the Jets, and they might trade him. Or it could be a thing where even if they like him more than Zonovan Knight. Zonovan Knight maybe fetches them a seventh round pick and Carter, you know, fetches them a fifth. And they think that, that the value is, okay, keep keep Knight on the team and get that fifth round pick for Carter. Like, we'll, we'll see. But um, if Cook is bought, brought in, one of Carter or Knight is gone. That just is what it is. <clears throat> Jonah Williams is available, I think. Don't want, don't want, but at least he stayed. No, gee, I'm, I'm pretty sure he actually doesn't stay healthy, uh, Jonah Williams. So I'm pretty sure Jonah Williams has not been healthy and he's not been good. So you have a guy who's not been healthy, not been good, who's on a team who's trying to win the Super Bowl. Why are they trading him to us? If the Bengals are trying to, tra- to trade a starting offensive tackle, I, b- I believe he's still on the Bengals. That's a very bad sign. Uh, you have to look to some of the shittier teams um, for their tackles because no good team is going to sta- trade an offensive tackle, a starting offensive tackle. So, um, yeah. Hook is much better than Carter, no doubt. Um, yeah, I-, I think it's somewhat arguable. Like if you're going to talk about Carter's 2022 season – yeah, no, well, yeah, his, sorry, his 2021 season, his rookie year versus Cook last year, maybe there's an argument, but Cook has a track record, and this is what we talked about last week. Like, right, right now in a vacuum, you choose Carter or Cook. I think Cook is the right answer, but I could see Carter 
if he bounces back being better than Cook this year, if you feel what I'm saying. But because of track record, I'm saying it's Cook. That's if Cook's numbers, his advanced analytics actually match up to the film. If they don't, then no chance. But the advanced analytics would disagree with you there, Simon. Uh, but I'll, I'll see. I'll see. Uh, with all this O-line being subject to be real, all this positivity going into the season? No, not yet. It's 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 July. Any word of McDonald? Um, no, I haven't heard too much about McDonald, uh, Richard, but I have heard that he's been very bendy, very flexible, and it's at least translating. Um, you're seeing the athleticism translate, which is all you can ask for at this point. If he's flashing on an NFL field for, for a younger football player, and I know people will say, oh, he's 23 years old. I'm talking about younger in terms of the years played. He hasn't, he's only played since his junior year of high school. He's a lot of room to grow. He's still relatively raw. Um, but to see him flashing at camp is important, and he's been doing that. So um, he's been flashing, and that's obviously a, a good thing. Um, Simon says, uh, Greg Leg is killing in camp. Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot too. Uh, every day, I think I, I'm not sure exactly it was. Maybe it was Jets Talk. Maybe it was Ryan from Jets Talk today. It was like 54, 55, 56 yarder, just hit, hit, hit. And like every other day, it's like five for five, six for six, all this stuff. So it's nice to have special teams that we're not overly concerned about. I don't think Zerline is, is Justin Tucker or anything like that, but I think he's solid enough. And I think you have one of the upper echelon punters um, in, in Morstead as well. So you got to be excited about special teams. So make sure the little one has his T steps. Yeah, his T steps down. There you go. T steps, quarter steps. Yeah, he'll he'll know he'll know a good amount about football, that's for sure. Joe, who gets your biggest bigger props for how everything came to be with Aaron Rodgers and now the massive salary cop? Woody Johnson, solid Joe Douglas. I think it's a combination of all. I don't think it's much of Woody, to be honest. I I I think it's a combination of Salah and Douglas uh, and, and the team, really. I, I think Rodgers took a leap of faith coming here a little bit um, in terms of exactly how he'd fit in the environment, not just with the team. Um, he really enjoyed the fan base. He enjoys going to games. He enjoys the theater. He enjoys the teammates. He enjoys Salah, his direction. He appreciates Joe Douglas and what he's done and bringing the rookies of the year and and all, you know, all the attention they gave him in terms of like flying out there and meeting with him. It's a, it's a combination, but I would say it's mostly Salah and Douglas and, and, and just the Jets in general, the, the fan base, everything. Like how much more welcoming could we be to a guy? So he's been enjoying, you know, for lack of a better term, his balls off the last three months. And now he's like, fuck it. Like I'm staying, bro. Like it's great, great team set, set up for success for multiple years. Um, they traded a lot for me. I'm staying for, for more than one year. And here's $35 million back to go get a Dalvin cook and a Quan and, you know, whoever else, you know, Devonte Adams in 2024, if they don't win it this year. Um, now I know that he came out and kind of said like, if, if, if it's a magical year or something like that, AKA, if we win the Super Bowl, maybe he'll retire. Go ahead. In the Super Bowl, go ahead. I don't give a shit. You guys don't give a shit. So He's going to be here for two years, maybe three, unless he wins the Super Bowl, which, again, can you imagine? Um, which, in my case, I know it's going to happen. Maybe it'll be a week or two late. Super Bowl kickoff for like fourth quarter overtime game-winning kick, and I'll be driving to the hospital. <laughs> I, I'm, it's going to be like during the divisional game, during the conference championship game, and I'm going to have an AirPod in while I'm driving, watching the game, and uh, my wife's going to lose it. I, it's just, it, I, I have bad luck with that stuff. So it's going to be great and terrible at the same time. Uh, Hawk, what's up, man? If that thing can't go, who else is star material? Um, nobody. Not right now, nobody. 
um, Mitchell could be. Uh, obviously, you have to hope that he took another step up and he and he gained more play strength than what he had last year because uh, he obviously struggled with his play strength. But that's a leap. I, I don't think you've seen anything from any of these players that's actually been out there, like actual tangible film. There's nobody on the team right now who deserved to be a starter. It's definitely not Turner. It's definitely not Mitchell. Who else are you even talking about? Turner, Mitchell, Becton. If Becton's not there, it's it's Kajust, absolutely not. So nobody. It's uh, I'm I'm concerned. I, they might bring in a tackle. They they really might. I don't know. I would truly ruin my pants if we ended up with Mike Evans. Uh, I think I think 130. Ah, about the, let's say 100 of the 136 in here would ruin their pants. That that would be fucking exciting. Like Mike Evans is still a really really good player. Uh, Blow, do you think we need to sign another tackle? What's your thoughts on Becton? Yeah, I kind of mentioned it before, Hawk. I, I am concerned. It's it's not it's not like that. I expected him to go full or to be a full go from the beginning of camp, but like not going at all yesterday, today, just individuals, not team. His knee is obviously not healthy right now. It's not healthy enough to consistently play. He's had two knee injuries to that same knee in years past. If he had to bet, is he making it half the season? I'm not saying the full season. If you had to bet right now your entire bank account, I'm making half the season. How many people are legitimately going to say yes? I know the hope is there that you want him to, but if you had to bet, and if I had to bet, I would say he doesn't even make it half the season, which is a shitty thing to say, but I'm just trying to be realistic about it. So I am concerned. Um, I, If it were me, I think the next biggest move for the Jets would be to, to trade for a tackle. Trade for one. Not even sign one. Trade for one. Who Who was on their last year or two of their deal who you know you're not going to resign because they're going to want too much money. You know, maybe a guy who's 27, 28 years old, who you don't want to give him a contract of 29, 30 years old because you're not going to compete for any for more years anyway, or for many more years anyway. Find one of those guys who has another year, year or two on their deal on, on their deal on a shitty team. Research them, and that's who we should be talking about. Uh, maybe I'll do that next week, and we'll, and we'll start to look through some tackles because if he keeps battling injuries, I'm telling you right now, the Jets coaching staff and Rodgers are not dumb enough to to watch. Billy Turner and say, yeah, that's our guy at tackle this year. There's just no way. Absolutely no way. Roster is better than Casey. Casey is Mahomes, Kelsey, Jones, and everyone else. Yeah, I I agree with you, uh, G. If you actually and, – and maybe I should have phrased it a little bit different or better. If you compare the Jets roster with the Chiefs one-for-one one minus quarterback, they're a better team than the Chiefs. Mahomes, I'm taking him over Rodgers at this point, right, obviously. Andy Reid makes a big, big difference. So our roster has to be a step above theirs just to account for Andy Reid. Um, so we have to factor them in as well. We don't have Andy Reid. We have Salah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm hearing. I'm hearing Aaron Donald is available for no, no, no. That he's thirty-one million dollars. We don't even have that in cap space. Um, he's not getting traded to the Jets. But can you imagine, Simon? Uh, who wins the center job right now? I know it's McGovern starting with the with the with the first group. Um, now. With that, whether whether it be McDonald, whether it be Tipman, whether it be any young player, you guys have to, and I'm saying you guys, or at least people who don't realize this have to realize, Sauce started as like corner four last year. Garrett Wilson didn't even play until the second half of the first game, pretty much. Like, regardless of how low they are on the depth chart, your concern meter should be like zero because of those guys not playing last year. So, even though Tipman is not starting right now, even if he was out playing McGovern, the Jets are going to give the job to McGovern right now, even just to make Tipman earn it more. So him being him starting right now has nothing to do with later on in the season. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't. Not that I'm not saying that McGovern won't start 
but don't buy too much into him not or uh, Tittman not playing right now. With that being said, who do I think wins it? Um, I would say Tip, I, I think Tippin wins it. Now, is that week one? Is that week six? Is that preseason? I'm not sure exactly when, but I think if the if Tipman and McGovern are somewhat close, they'll give it to Tipman because he's the future. But with that being said, how does Rodgers feel about that? If Rodgers like, hey, no, I want a guy who could look at fronts with me and help me out, whatever it may be, then they're going to give it to McGovern. So that one is probably going to have Rodgers involved a little bit um, as well. And obviously McGovern will do a lot less with Rodgers than he had to do with Mike White and Zach Wilson. But you never know if Rodgers wants a veteran there. So it's a little bit hard to say. But I would say if I had to bet the Jets want Tippmann to win, he probably will. But I could see McGovern just as easy. It's like a 51-49 situation to me. Or to me. So. By the way, I don't know if I've talked. uh, I think I mentioned this to you guys as well. Dallas. If anybody's going to Dallas, let me know. Dallas, we're going to light that place up. Um, And my rule, if you go to away stadiums is – you have to do your absolute best to make the opposing fans and the opposing team realize that you're there. So you got to be loud. And if you're going to a game, you have to wear green. Like that's my rule. Whatever game I go to, I try to wear the color that that team does not have. Because if you wear a white jersey versus the Cowboys, you're going to blend in. If you wear a green jersey, you're playing the Packers, you're going to blend in. So you got to wear colors that the team doesn't wear. So I pretty much never wear a white jersey to away games. It's always green or black if that team does not have it. So let's go to Dallas in green jerseys, and let's light it up there. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to come back like 20 pounds heavier, having the best barbecue ever. I'm, I'm really pumped about that one. I think I'm going Thursday through Monday in Dallas. Um, number eight's cap it this year is eight. That eight isn't really Richter, or are you just fucking with me? It's $8,888,888. Are you sure? Is it really that? I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. And good pickup if you actually saw that. Wish they had green legacy jerseys. Um, they could have green green legacy jerseys, but if they did, they'd have to get rid of their blacks. Um, right? Or no, the blacks are an alternate. The black helmets are the alternate and all that. So maybe they wouldn't have to get rid of their blacks. I don't know. I think they switched to those. To be honest, Rusty, I, I really do think that these throwbacks are going to be the primaries next year. Uh, when you see the reaction from the Jets fan base, how pumped up they were about this, I don't think I don't think you go back. Like, we didn't even wear green last year. Maybe once, maybe once. Dolphins was a Dolphins game green. Other than that, I can't think of any any green games. Do you think Zach Wilson should be QB three? Because if he's a top fifty QB, then he'll be a fine backup. Bees, uh, do you think Zach should be QB3? Because if he's a top 50 QB, then he'll be a fine backup. Um, uh, you're, are, I don't, are you asking, like, is he not even a top 50 guy? If you're asking if he's a good backup in this league at this point, he's not. Like, it, you could you could look at a lot of different guys, whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot of better backups in the league than him. Uh, it, it's, it's sad to say. Like, we have to realize at a certain point last year, he was benched for Joe Flacco. You had him getting booed, and, and Shrevler came, who was just playing the CFL. He was not a good QB two net last year. Like there, there, there was no team. If you were to take him in a vacuum and say, "This is the play of the guy," last year, no information, no age, no contract, nothing. Do you want this guy to be your QB two for this next season? There's not one team out of 32 that's going to say yes. It's just really now when you factor in, okay, he's a number. You know, he's a top draft pick from a couple of years ago. You can develop him. Then there, there will be teams who will take the risk on that. But just in a vacuum, his numbers and what he did on, on film, there's not a team who would take him as a backup. I, I, I think I'm being realistic. I don't think that's too hard to say. He's, he, he was not one of the best 64 quarterbacks. I, 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 well, 
and maybe I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. And I have to actually look at the backup quarterbacks in the league, but I could, but I could say right now that I don't think he's a good backup. And you guys don't think he's a good backup because you wouldn't be talking about it. If if Zach Wilson has to come in for one game to win the AFC, is, is anybody confident in it? And I'm not saying you'll be confident in any backup quarterback, but are you more confident in Chase Daniel, Mike White? You know, obviously he's gone now, but he's 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 a backup. Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, Matt Ryan. I'm taking any one of those guys over Zach, which is terrible to say, but it's true. Bauden is the reason why I could see the Jets not giving six wide receivers. Yeah, Daniel Murphy. And then like you factor in, you have the five sort of offensive linemen, right? And then we got what? We got Turner, Mitchell. We got Turner Mitchell, um, and then at, at backup uh, and then backup interior, you got Tippman, you got Cologne, you got uh, you, and you have and you have uh, Schweitzer. So you have you have at least ten offensive linemen making the team, in my opinion. And then you, you factor in ten. Okay, so that's ten. You have two quarterbacks. That's twelve. You have four running backs. That's that's sixteen. Five receivers. That's that's twenty. That's twenty-one. You have three tight ends. That's twenty-four. Now you're talking about twenty-four already. Out of 53 players, you have three special team spots. So now you have 27 players overall. Now you have only have 27 spots for defense as well. And you're you're carrying at least 10 defensive linemen, you know, four or five linebackers, you know, six corners. Like, trust me, try try to do the roster gymnastics with Kevin Brownlee and 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 see the guys you're gonna keep him over. I just I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see it. Even as I want the Wilson jersey now. Uh, because it be- becomes an all-pro receiver for years to come at 17 jerseys and become a collector's item. Wayne Corbett preseason jersey number three. You can't even find it. Uh, yeah, sure. But I just want the jerseys he's going to wear. Like, I don't care about collector's items. I just I just want the, the five he's going to wear five. Um, an awkward guy calling out another awkward guy, lol. And most millionaires are awkward. I guess you're calling me awkward. Uh, thank you. But sure. Okay. okay. I, I'm just calling him awkward. I, I would, I'm not trying to get anybody offended about me calling him awkward. But yeah, I guess I'm awkward too. Thanks. Um, at least we got those white throwback your legacy jerseys, though. Baby steps, I guess. It's, it's they're gonna change. Every team can carry an extra QB, an extra a team can carry an extra quarterback on the active game day roster, not on the fifty three. There's not there's not fifty four spots now. There is an extra spot on the game day roster. So on the game day roster, you typically carry is it forty seven or forty eight? The third quarterback does not ca- count against that forty seven or forty eight, but you don't get an extra roster spot in your fifty three because of, of because of a quarterback. So you can't just carry Zach Wilson for nothing. That is not that is not true. Um, Christopher Phillips, the Jets are going to make a big move. Big, I don't know what it is, but it's, but it's but it's huge. Yeah, it seems like it's. I think some wheels are turning for something big happening. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. So uh, we have to get off a good season. To yeah, Brook will heart will will help a very good start to the season. Obviously, right? So Brownlee will definitely earn a spot in the fifty-three roster. Okay. Again, Sean, make make your fifty three and tell me who's making it over because you're not. I, I guarantee you, you're not carrying ten defensive linemen, ten offensive linemen. Uh, you know your 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 six receivers, your four your four uh, running backs. It's it's easy to say, yeah, he makes it until you actually try to do the, the, the gymnastics about it. Um, I think Brownlee is probably a practice squad guy. I, I would I would put some money. I would put some money on whoever's willing to bet that he doesn't make the fifty three. And I'm not trying to be a downer. He can impress. I just don't see a spot for him. He's not making it over Cobb, so you're, I, I just don't see them making it a, a six receiver depth chart. It's possible; it's definitely possible. I just wouldn't bet, bet on it. Who else can start at right tackle if Beckman can't go? Doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I would personally try Mitchell first there. Um, and another good question from from Mike says, "Would you resign Fant?" To me, I rather have Fant than Turner. 
Um, now, obviously, Rodgers has some familiarity with Turner, so he's probably not going to um, get cut or anything like that. But I'd rather have Fant over Kajust, that's for sure. So if you're going to carry five tackles, right, we got we got Turner, Brown, Mitchell, um, Turner, Fant. Like, get rid of Kajust and bring me back Fant. I'm okay with that. Um, so that, that's something that I would look to do. But maybe they trade for one. Maybe, maybe that's the, that. Maybe that's the big move. It's Snoopy. Ramon is on the decline. Wilson also tweaked his ankle. It's Snoopy. Is Sean Bennett Snoopy as well? I don't know. No, unless you're talking to yourself. Oh, it's Snoopy. Okay, sorry. You guys are talking to each other. I'm always injured. Yeah, Jonathan Richter. I'm not trying. To, well, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if that's actually you in your picture, but you're you're looking like 50 plus there. So I'm sure. Dude. Two days after my 30th birthday, I was making coffee in the morning and I sneezed too hard. I like threw out my back for like a day. I was like, holy shit, it's coming. So I, I get it. Purge the malcontents. This is why I wanted OBJ. To be honest, I wouldn't be scared if Garrett went down with OBJ out there. Um, Yeah, sure. But no, like at the same time, Snoopy, how, how much has OBJ played in the last three years? So if, if Garrett Wilson goes down there and be sitting there like, shit, OBJ is going to go down too. Like it's. Corey Davis is more reliable in terms of like being out there than OBJ over the last couple of years. So it's, I don't think that's a great move. Um, I would rather have brought in a Hopkins or, or trade for Mike Evans and OBJ, but that's just me. So, okay, let's see. McDonald had two more sacks today. Again, camp, it's, that's kind of sketchy too. Night Carter, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I'm completely cool with either, with, with anybody saying whoever they prefer in those guys. I don't think one's a shoe in over the other. Uh, I would just personally buy into Carter's bigger sample size than Knight's bigger sample size. So, Joe, uh, what do you think of Calvin Beecham, Cardinal stack? I think we can get a guy like that for a future late rounder. How, like how 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 has he even been playing the last couple of years? Like I don't even know. Um, and he's a left tackle, right? So you're not going to play him at right tackle, I don't believe. But how old? You're really going to make me look this shit up, Hawk. Calvin Beecham, age? He's still decent. Oh, he's 34. I don't know how he's been, but if you're, if you're telling me like, Hey, you know, if, if Becton's getting injured all and all this stuff and they, and they bring in Kelvin Beecham for a sixth round pick. Okay. I'm cool with it. I think the Jets make a move at tackle. I, I don't think they're thrilled with what they've been seeing. And from, from Becton, maybe I'm wrong. Like saying his knee can't go the other day. Really? Can't go. Like he's not practicing at all. Not even individuals. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, expert dealer. We talked about this right to kick off the show. Um, he's a loser. Like it, it, it is what it is. Um, you're, you're giving the jets more fire. Uh, I love the fact that Salah clapped back, but I'm not gonna get all into it again. Sorry. I already kind of mentioned it, but it's a joke, you know, for, for him to be mentioning the jets and be calling him out like he, like he is, you don't really see a lot of coaches do that. So I, I think it's pretty low class from him, which is surprising, but so, uh, why keep Bauden if Rucker can do the same blocking job? I, I think you're assuming a lot there. Um, Bauden, you know, Bauden is more proven than Rucker in terms of blocking, you know, Rucker did it for a game. Let me say that again. Rucker did it for a game. Now, can the Jets, can, can, do the Jets see a lot more in practice and they decide, yeah, he can? Sure. Um, but it's not something we've seen. We can't say Rucker could do the same blocking job because of one game. So, so let's say Broncos, <laughs> I don't think they're going 3 and 14. I, I think I think they're too good of a, I think they have too many good players on the team to go 3 and 14. I, I would say more like, Seven to seven, eight win team, something like that. So, I want the splash move to to be uh, so so or so badly to be Devonte Adams. Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we get a ticker right now that Devonte Adams is traded to the Jets? Like Jesus Christ, 
George Fant is available, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he worked out for the Texans or something the other day. Um, and is that bridge burn? It's possible. We have no idea what no line we have. I still can't believe JD took Beckman over uh, Worfs and, and Zach Wilson. Adam Smith? Okay. Um, yeah, I revisionist history a little bit there. Like Zach Wilson over Penny Sewell. I don't think any person in the world expected us to take Penny Sewell over Zach Wilson. They had to take a quarterback there. So. Will McDonald look insane at camp? Do you think by the end of the year he could be a full-time starter? I don't. I, I don't think there's any way. Just, just realistically, you had Drain Johnson last year who played like 25% of the reps or 30% of the reps. You had Huff who was dominating who only played like 20% of the reps. McDonald's not going to not, – not that he can't develop into a full-time you know, edge setter, it, it, even this year. And, and if this is your great, but is he ever going to be given rundown reps over JJ or JF on the, on the edge? He's not. So even if he improves in that and shows he's good enough to do it, He's never going to be better, or he's not going to be better this year than JFM or JJ. So um, I don't think there's any chance of him being a full-time starter, like full-time. So KC O-line is also better um, and proven. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. That too. Joe being loud is going to lead to fights. Just just be quiet when rooting. Uh, no, like, sure. It, I don't know, uh, Steven. I, I've been to, what, eight or nine away games so far. I haven't gotten a fight yet. Um. Not that, that we haven't been close in some stadiums, but maybe the Cowboys, yeah, maybe maybe they would do something, but I don't know, dude. Like, we're going with a group of, like, six or seven of us, so it's not like there's there's one of us. So if, it, if there's, like, seven dudes, it's like, okay, what, you know, okay, do, do whatever. The problem is my job. Like, I can't get involved in any of that shit at all. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty loud to go to opposing stadiums. I don't care. Late, long time. Oh, what's up, Kev? Uh, is Sam Darnold better, better, a better backup QB than Zach Wilson? Yes. <laughs> right. Like I'm so, I, you know, people are like, holy shit, like you're crazy. But was, w- did Sam Donald prove more than Zach Wilson did as a Jets quarterback? The answer is yes. I don't think the answer could ever be no. I think if you were saying yes, then you're lying to yourself. Sam Donald, so, Sam Donald, Sam Donald did more than Zach Wilson did with, with less, with a lot less. So if I had to bank right now, Sam Donald versus Zach Wilson, one of them starting a game for the Jets. Who's going to win the game? I'm putting my money on on, on Sam Darnold over Zach Wilson. You guys think I'm crazy? Maybe. I, I think a lot of you actually probably agree with me. If you're gonna t- if you're gonna not be biased about it, is Brownlee making the team? I would say not. I just don't think there's a spot. I don't think there's a spot. No skills. I kind of half seriously hope Rodgers would take Zach to drink some ayahuasca so he get that total reset they wanted to have last season. Sure, dude. Like. You know, explore, explore your, your, your mentality and psychedelics and do what the fuck you want to do. Like for the people who shit on Rodgers for that, like, I don't, I don't know. Are, are you just like a, a square? Like, you know, I, I don't want to like speak about any of that stuff. Like, I, I don't care. I don't mind people doing that shit. Like I don't mind people doing LSD. I don't mind people doing mushrooms. I don't mind people doing a lot of stuff. Like, like just like you look at, and I'm not going to get into all this stuff, but like you look at how weed is viewed. It's not because of what weed is. It's because of it's because of the idea around weed and how when it was brought into the country, it was by people who Americans didn't necessarily like, and they labeled it like the devil's grass and all that stuff. So a lot of what we think about the drug is because of of past ideas that were false. So is it the same thing with like mushrooms and ayahuasca and all that shit? Like I don't know, but you explore yourself. You do your own shit. Like people who are like, oh, weed is terrible. It's like, yeah, tell me how it's worse than drinking alcohol. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait there for, for 10 days because you're not, you're, the only reason you're going to give me is kids lose brain cells. Cool. Gotcha. 
And uh, and the only other reason to say is, okay, lung cancer. Okay, gotcha. But I don't go to many bar fights because people are too high. I go to a lot of bar fights and people dying in car accidents because of alcohol. So, like, I don't want to get to the whole thing, but it's a little bit crazy um, how people, like, shit on Rodgers for that. Like, I, do, do you, dude. I, I couldn't care any less. As long as you're not hurting other people, fucking do ayahuasca every day. Not to get into a whole tangent there. Ramsey's going to under, under, uh, undergo surgery. ATL is intact. Expecting to miss start of season. Okay. Carrying nine defensive linemen. Nine? Um, let's see. Okay. So, Lawson, McDonald, JJ, Huff, JFM, Q, uh, Woods, Jefferson, Am I forgetting? Uh, Lawson, McDonald, JJ, Huff. Who am I forgetting? Lawson, McDonald, JJ, Huff, Q, Woods, Jefferson, uh, Clemens. That's not. I guess that's. I get. So you're not. You're not carrying Thomas. I, I think they're going to carry Thomas. I think. I think you probably have ten, and Thomas is that tenth guy um, that you're forgetting right there. I, I. You know. Now, is that should that be the case? Maybe not. I don't think Thomas necessarily deserves to make the team over maybe a Brownlee. I think the Jets like Thomas a lot, maybe more than they should. So, okay. uh, honestly speaking, the the only def- definite loss I see is the first seven games is Philly. I don't think there's any definite loss on, uh, for the Jets now. With Philly, like, do we really like thirteen games in a row to Philly? Is it is it thirteen or twelve? Like, holy shit, man! So, um, I really don't think there's any definite losses. Like the Eagles last year. Let's see the Eagles schedule. Eagles schedule twenty twenty two. Let's see who they lost to last year. They lost, to the Cow- they lost to the Cowboys last year. Are we a better team than the Cowboys? Like you never, like you never know week to week. I'm not going to say the Jets are ever out of it in, in a game. Um, they beat the Lions by three points last year. They beat the Cardinals by three points last year. Um, they lost to the Commanders by 11 points last year. They beat the Colts by one point last year. They lost to the Cowboys. They beat the Bears by five points last year. They beat they they lost to the Saints by 10 points last year. They Beat the Giants by only a touchdown last year. Are we sure? Jets can't beat them? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, Jim Smith. I'm not buying it. So practice squad guy, hope uh, hope no one's uh, seen the skill that Brownlee has. It's just like it, it's camp. I, I get it. I get the hype. But we've had plenty of guys in the past who have really made noise in camp. Uh, Trenton Cannon or whoever it was. Who was, who was, is it, was his name Morris from, from North Carolina a couple of years ago who was making noise? Obviously, we know Clyde Gates making noise. It's been a couple of days. I listen. Would love for a young guy to make the team um, who's balling out at camp. I would love for him to be the next Alan Lazard, if not even better than Alan Lazard. Do I see a way that a six receiver is making the roster regardless of how well they're playing? I don't. Um, now, unless he really, really balls out, but I need more substantial evidence than just a couple of training camp tweets. So, can you summarize how this offensive scheme will be different from other? It's it's like that's really hard to, to do, um, just because it, they're they're both West Coast schemes. I, the tight ends will be a little bit more involved in this. I think you're going to see more screen action, more quick screen action with this with this system. But it's it's West Coast more tight end emphasis um, than in years past, uh, just in terms of being like the primary concept or the primary read on some concepts where they're more of a, like an afterthought for the Jets. Um, and then it's all about like what what preferences do they have in terms of in terms of like concepts. Uh, like you have the Jets, one of their primary concepts last year was a spin concept. But you'll have a guy on the inside who, who will run like a five to seven yard hitch 
and then he has he has an option to break it in to sit it down or break it out. So it's an option route on the inside, and onto the outside you have a like a 12 yard dig over the top of it, and it's called a spin concept. Like that's something that we that all West Coast systems most likely have, but how frequent do you call them? We called them a shitload last year. Whereas with Hackett, it's a West Coast system, but he's much more mesh based. A bunch of different meshes, um, you know, mesh mesh rail versus mesh sit versus general mesh versus overs versus unders versus tight mesh. Like there's so many different meshes in general. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I would say a little bit more tight end emphasis, a little bit more quick screen action to the to the, to the running backs, and I would say more mesh than what the Jets run last year. But there's more we can get into with that. So, um, Zach was better and he led us to zero wins, but was well enough to not lose the games like Mike White did with zero red Hawk. I, I think, I think you kind of know you you're defending Zach Wilson too much just recently or in general, if you're going to try to argue that Mike White was better, is, is worse than Zach Wilson last year. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is it time to call it Beckton is the last man standing of that draft class and not for long is the B word in order. It's creeping up. It's creeping up. Now, I think there's different levels of busts, right? Like there's a bust like Hackenberg who shouldn't have never seen an NFL field. And there's busts like D. Milner who actually had some solid games his rookie year but can never stay healthy. You know, I don't think Beckton's a, a bust because of his talent. He may be a bust because of injury. We'll see. We'll see. We, it, we have plenty of time. But I would lie to you guys, and I think people are lying to you if they say their panic meter is not slightly up over the last couple of days with Beckton. So – if we lose Garrett Wilson, this is from Kevchata. If we lose Garrett Wilson for any time, we only have three wide. Uh, we only have wide receiver threes. If we lose any edge, we have just as good of a replacement. That's why JSM over Will uh, still makes sense. Yeah, we can get that whole argument a, a, a different day, and, and I completely get that point, Kev. Um, I do, I do. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a bad point. But I think the Jets just had Will McDonald much higher than you know J, JSN. And JSN was, let's say, a B on their board, and McDonald was an A minus. And you're talking about a substantial uh, grade difference. You take the best player. You, you don't, and like that's that's a saying for a lot of teams. You don't draft for this year, um, and they took the best player on their board. Clearly, so yeah, Calvin. Uh, any big offensive tackles out in the market or uh, in the trade mill? I don't know. Um, I, I think what you could do if you really if you're curious about it would be to go to go to all the tackles contracts in the league. Look at bad teams with tackles up in a year or two who are a little bit older. Like if you're talking like a 28-year-old tackle who's up in a year and two or, or, or up in a year or two on the the Bears or something like – well, maybe not the Bears, the young quarterback. But you feel what I'm saying? Like the Bucks. Okay. Look look at that guy. Look at that guy. I don't know. Let's see. Um, Sean Bennett, I'll bet you – if you're willing. It's, it's, only, it's only a little bit. 20 bucks? Call 20 bucks, Sean? If you're gonna agree to it, I'm cool with it. Handshake agreement, twenty bucks. Not that I'm not rooting for him. I just, I just don't think it. But I'll go, I'll go twenty bucks with you. And then if he doesn't, you better be on here. Because every time I see you, I will ask. I'll, I'll send you twenty bucks if he makes it. If you're, if you want to agree to it. Uh, any update on Quan Ben out of the loop for a bit? No updates. He did tweet something about getting ready for camp yesterday. So it, a lot of Jets fans were like, "Holy shit, he's about to sign." So I think fans are thinking that he's, he's starting to, you know, foreshadow that he's gonna sign somewhere soon. Um, that's that's about it. So, let's see. Uh, what are the odds Tony Adams becomes a solid starter this year? I would say it's like 50-50, which I which I think is probably higher than it, it sounds. Um, but I have some faith. I, I think I think Tony Adams is the better bet to start at free safety over like an Amos for the rest of the year. I, I think Adams could be decent. I do. So, let's see. Uh, 
Ramsey's going to miss six to eight weeks. When do we play them? What week is it? Like ten, It's like 10, right? Because it's, it's the, it's November, what, 28th or whatever. It's like the day after Thanksgiving. So it's like the 28th. So we're, we're, we're going to see him, right? Okay. Uh, big news. Trade Bryce Hall to the fin for a fourth. I think he gets traded as well, actually, Casey. I, I don't think he makes the rush. I think he gets traded. Burrow, string, calf. Okay. I read Bleacher Report. Two motherfuckers. Becton is 70% of bust. Max Mitchell will start. Uh, Mitchell will start if Becton's not healthy. With McColl and Corey's injury history and Cobb's age, I can't see how Brownlee doesn't make the 53. He was taking reps with special teams, which is a sign they may want him as a virus. That's a good point, Hawk. Um, again, it's just about roster gymnastics. I want, again, you're not going to do it, but go make the 53 and then see who you have to get off the roster for Brownlee to make it and then see if you're so confident in making it. It's not just about should or shouldn't he. It's he makes the roster over who? Over who? There's a lot of guys there. They're, they're going to carry nine or ten offensive linemen. I severely, I, I really doubt they carry any less than ten. It's on what last year, and and this year the defensive line they're probably carrying ten as well, right? Unless the, unless you're counting them carrying nine and Solomon Thomas being out of there, but you're talking about a leader in the locker room, a guy who Salah loves, a like an a, a recipient of like you know best man of the year award, whatever it is. I don't know. Um, so let's see. I'm going to run through the rest of the notes I have. If you have anything else in the chat, let me know. Obviously, throw it in there. I think. Uh, Wayne and Robbie are starting in 20 minutes, so I kind of got to get out of here. Uh, Conklin's been looking good. Some other notes that I've seen in the last couple of days, like formatting him into kind of a just a big grouping. Uh, Conklin's been good, awesome. Brownlee, Gibson, wide receiver six. Mentioned those guys. Brownlee's been the shoe in, but uh, Gibson's been making. I think it's like Xavier Gibson's been making some plays as well. Something to note. But Brownlee's definitely been the guy. I think if there's that one surprise guy to make the team this year, it is Brownlee. I'm just not going to say it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be him. So let's see. Over Ashton Davis. Did Brandt? No. Hold on. I'm just trying to say. Barden ain't making the roster. Barden was Barden was in the installs for the, the roster, Hawk. So if you're installing the plays and he is the starter on installs, you'd assume he's going to be the fullback. Now, if Rucker comes out and balls out and he could prove he could he could fill multiple roles, then okay, sure. But right now, as of right now, Barden's on the team. Based on their just on their installs, it's there. So, any concern over Hackett to Sean Payson? Uh, I'm not concerned over Hackett. He, his last time as OC, Rodgers was an MVP. That's all we got to talk about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about it. it. Now, if we're talking about Hackett coming in here, managing personalities, doing all that stuff, very concerned. Him managing offense, not, not very concerned about it. Uh, yeah, after going through the 53, I think it really comes down to Solomon Thomas versus Brownlee. I think that's, I think that's fine. I think that's a good. I think that's that's. I'm with you there, Max. I'm pretty sure Baldwin was with the initials both of the last year. Yeah, and last year he got injured. He got injured. So, um, let's see. Anything else? Huff's been popping. Mentioned that. Um, people have been saying Woods has been showing up too. Uh, I think it was was it Zach Rosenblatt said something like uh, Q and and Woods are like impossible to move in the run game. Uh, yeah, good luck. The, the Jets, if they're prepared for a run this year, if you have JFM, JJ Woods, and Q in. Dude, like, good luck running. I don't know where you run there. You're going to run to the edges, and hopefully the Jets, you know, spill everything and make them run to the sidelines and then just, you know, just kind of just elongate the track right to the sideline and just run out of bounds. Uh, I don't see where you're running on the Jets' defense if they're ready for it. Now, if you have Huffin and Quinn Jefferson in and JFM on the inside, okay, different story. We might get caught sometimes there. But if you have the Jets run D in and they know it's rundown, woof. That's definitely tough for another team. 
Uh, Adams been pressing in free safety. We got, you guys saw that passive option he had the other day. Uh, based on what Robbie Tabo has been saying in terms of like him reading plays and stuff like that, also been good. So that's a positive. We talk about Beck, Beckton. We talk about Mitchell. Uh, Rogers talk about the pay cut really quickly. Kind of already mentioned it, but he cut his his overall salary uh, for two years, wherever it was, from 110 to 75 million, 35 million dollars off total, two year minimum. So we know we have him for two years, which is really really exciting that he's going to be here. Obviously, unless something unforeseen happens, so that's obviously very exciting news. Um, it's a five-year deal with two option years to spread the money out um, with with this new deal. So it's a nine million dollar hip this year, um, and we had twenty million. So if it's a nine million dollar hit this year, we had twenty million dollars. Twenty minus nine is eleven. So I'm not sure how we have sixteen, but apparently we have sixteen. So I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but it's obviously great. Like Rogers being all into win, giving money back, probably the largest like give back of money in sports history, or at least close to it. So it's very, very exciting to see 8.8 this year, 17.1 next year, which accounts for 25 of 75. But then you go to like spot track and he has, you look at like 2025, 2026, those numbers indicate that the contract is more than 75. So I'm not sure if there's websites that caught up, but if you're taking the numbers of 8.8 and 7.1, Okay, you're talking about let's just say $25 million rounded, even though it's probably 26, but $25 million. He still still owed 50 over those last three years. That's that's how I look at it. Again, I'm pretty stupid with contracts, but he plays two, $50 million. You take $15 million dead cap each year for Rodgers the next two. Like, okay, fine. Um, but there was some weird, there was some weird stuff about that. So uh there's also a 37.5 uh option in 2025 if if Rodgers wishes to play a third year. So $37 million for another year of Rodgers in 2025. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, maybe it's worth it, but it's obviously great, right? Like we, we go from years of nobody wanting to come to come to the Jets unless we overpay Mosley overpaid Avery Williamson overpaid or paid Tremaine Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Mosley. The list goes on and on and on hearing about players um, not wanting to come to the Jets or having to be overpaid and us having to pay the jet tax. Now there is no jet tax. Now people are getting money back to the Jets. Like, <clears throat> it's crazy. Like you look at this trade when the Jets initially sent like, you know, a first pick and you know whatever else to get Rodgers. It's like, you're talking about a hundred and something million dollars for maybe a year at the minimum two. Okay. Like one year would really hurt two for a first. Okay. I get it. But now he's getting $37 million back. Like we win, we win that trade. Like there's, there's no, there's no losing that trade uh, when he gives that money back. Now you can talk about like initially should they have even traded it, get it, but still like, Biggest pick in history. Guy wants to play here. Hall of Fame quarterback. Going to be here for two years. It's just, it is, uh, it is absurdly, absurdly exciting to get Rodgers back, um, and for him to just voluntarily give them get the money. Like who the fuck would ever? If I told you guys two years ago, three years ago, hey, Rodgers is going to be on the Jets and he's giving money back to play with the Jets, nobody would believe me. Nobody. So like we just got to enjoy uh where we're, where we're at right now with with Aaron Rodgers but that is fantastic it's uh, and I'm sure the players are going to play really really hard for him I'm sure there's players if they're if they're going to Corey Davis and say hey dude listen Aaron Rodgers gave 37 million dollars back do you feel like you can give some money back okay sure Whitehead did it you know does Corey Davis do it does Cook take some take less we'll see we'll see but it's very exciting that uh that he gave the money back so let's see if it's Baldwin versus Brownlee I think it's going to be Brownlee if he keeps the high level of play throughout camp um, like, sure, I, I guess, but if, if, if the Jets don't think that Ruckert can fill the fullback role, like full-time fullback role, then 
and they're playing on being part of the offense, then what matters more? Your fullback who's going to see 20% of the reps or Brownlee who's not going to see the field unless there's an injury? You know, it's it's Brownlee versus Bowden versus Kuntz versus Solomon Thomas versus Tristan Cologne. Like we're talking like those are the 53rd guys we're trying to make their roster right now, right? So um, if, J- if JD signs an offensive tackle, who, who do you prefer besides Fan? Um, let's see. Free agent offensive tackles. And Kev, like with this, you – Obviously, you got on like you. You guys know. Like I'm gonna say, apparently, I don't know if I actually like these guys better. If I actually watch them, I might have a different opinion. But let's see what Spotrac has. Who who's available right now? Taylor Luan. Would he ever? Now, um, obviously, he didn't have the the most glowing comments of Keith Carter, but I would take Taylor Luan um, at, at tackle. I would take I would take Fant. If you said no Fant. Um, Juan James, he was really bad for the Dolphins. Jason Peters, is he still trying to play at 41 years old? I don't know how bad he was for Dallas last year, but I might have, want to have him over, uh, you know, what's his name? Dakota Dozier. I think he tweeted today, or was it Ode Abushi? something about the Jets. Uh, I think it was Ode Abushi, but he's a, he's a left tackle. I thought he was a guard, though. Marcus Cannon, Ty Nishiki, Mike Remmers, Dan Skipper, Casey Tucker, Parker. I don't know, man. Um... Taylor Luan, maybe Eric Fisher. There's not a lot out there. That's why I'm kind of thinking if they're going to make a big move, like let's trade for a tackle at this point. So, just my opinion. Uh, then again, I'm not, I'm just watching clips and hearing chatter. I'm out there. Yeah, like I'm just saying, there, there's always a lot of chatter for for plenty of players and wide receivers are the easiest ones to notice. That's the U and opposition. So if they're going to make plays, um, they're going to stand out a lot more than Tristan Cologne, right? Like you're never going to notice Tristan Cologne or Solomon Thomas or anything like that for the most part. Um, Jason, are you concerned about offensive tackle? We can talk about this for quite a bit, Jason, but yes, I'm concerned. Now, I don't think I'm at a panic. I'm not a panic mode yet. I'm not even very concerned. I'm slightly concerned, but um, how do you see Clemens getting worked into the rotation? 20, he's probably going to see like 25% of the reps this year. Uh, I, I think he's going to be an interior pass rush guy to spell JFM and on rundowns he'll play as an edge setter. So I, I think he's going to be the backup to JFM. Same role. Pass rush from the outside sometimes, inside sometimes, run stuffing on the edge. All right. So, um, Jermaine Elamore played right tackle for the Raiders 28 and had a good season. VR sent me VR. I don't know who VR is. V, uh, VR sent him that one. Um, the Raiders are such a weird team, though, right? Hawk and like just people in general. It's like, do you, are you going for it or are you not going for it? Like, there's such a, there's such a, like an old but bad team. Like, they, they, I don't know what they're doing. Um, but uh, hey, that's that's a fine option. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I would look the guys who are 28, 29 years old on bad teams who they're not going to resign for for the long term. <laughs> and a uh, hawk is nowhere and everywhere all at once. Hawk is it's all. I am hawk. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, I'm gonna keep scrolling down. Hawk, please check your D- Discord DMs. Guys are waiting for you. What 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 are the guys waiting for you for uh, hawk? What was that big game on Discord that everybody's playing? I actually tried it out for a little while, but then I got out of it. Uh, what's a big um, fuck? Among Us? Playing some Among Us or something like that? How about turning Clemens into a fullback in a red zone? I don't think it'd be the worst idea, right, Kev Trotta? Like you're t- I would take Clemens in, 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 as a fullback. I would love that. You know, Rex Ryan, throwback to, to Sheldon Richardson, getting some touchdowns. Um, yeah, I can see it. But no, I, I think Bowden is, is the underrated storyline of the offseason so far. Does, does he make it, you know? 
Uh, Yash Nimmin on Green Bay might not start for them, but could be a trade target. Dude, like that, like, yes, I'd be so excited about Evans. I'd be so excited about a lot of guys, like, you know, whatever. But like, if they were to swing a trade for like a big time tackle, I really have no idea who it would be. Um, you know, like maybe I don't think they would ever do this either because the Browns, like they have, uh, uh what's his name? They, we tried to sign a couple of years ago from, t- uh, from Tennessee. What the hell is that guy's name? Wherever that tackles, we try to sign from Tennessee a couple of years ago. Um, and he signed with the Browns. Like maybe the Browns realize, Hey, you know, uh, we have a lot of cap problems going forward. We have to get rid of this guy this year, but then like, they should be an all in this year. So why would they do that? I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but VR is a YouTube loyalist like us. I don't know who VR is, unless unless he's been in here, maybe just a different name or something like that. But he's he's a he's a loyalist, just not to this channel. But I appreciate him anyway. Support those other channels as well, Ryan and Greenbean, and uh, you know all those guys. Support them all. Um, are the Broncos the most hated non-divisional NFL team for Jets fans? No, 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 no. Seahawks. No, I hate fans for the Seahawks at this point. Seahawks. Uh, dude, I, I I think going to so many games, I hate every fan base because I I associate that one asshole fan at every game with the entire fan base. Um, but there's no way it's the Broncos over the Seahawks at this point for Jets fans. I, at least I don't want to speak for all of you, but that's, that's my opinion. So what's the talk on Beck? Is he getting traded as far as it, as far as it goes with Clemens, he could play kicker if he wants to. Um, yeah. No, I don't, oh, hold on. Text work back really quick. Um, okay. Let's see. Everyone except boy green. I'm not sure what this what that means. Uh, I don't know if you're talking shit. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I highlight like you're talking shit. But if you're talking shit, is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't know who VR is. Um, Jets Lounge, what's up, Joe? What's up to Jets Lounge, which I believe is Jeremy. Um, he changed his name quite a few times, but I believe that's Jeremy. So what's up, Jeremy? Mark Schler, stupid rant uh, with the helmet. Is, oh, yeah, Scott Wilson. You are right, too, right? Like, Mark Schlereth is such a douche as well. So they're up there. They're up there. But I don't think Jets fans are going to hate any like non-AFC team more than the Seahawks. You have to count the Giants in there. Um, I I don't like Browns fans. I don't like any fan. I don't like Vikings fans, anybody. But I would still say maybe maybe it's Seahawks. No, not sorry, sorry. It's probably Giants, Seahawks, Broncos, if I had to say right now. So Richard Soma, I love the show. You're very knowledgeable in your analyst of Jets player schemes. Hope to see that. I appreciate that, Rich. Um, we all hope. We all hope the Jets win the Super Bowl. This this would be such a clutch year for me, like personally. The Jets get good. JetX um, becomes the number one non individual Jets website in the world, which we are right now, which is fucking awesome. Having a baby boy, turning you know thirty one, which is like my number. You know all that stuff. Jets winning the Super Bowl, like that's gonna cap it off. Jets winning the Super Bowl this year. It's it's written in stone. It's happening. Do not worry. Do not worry. Uh, Jets Lounge, it's me, bro, going to Monday Night Football versus Chargers. Hoping to see you there. Um, yeah, I know uh, I was talking to Ryan. I think I'm going to link up with Ryan week one of the, um, uh, for the um, for the Bills game. But I think he's doing like some get-together thing with the Chargers. So I'm not sure where he's going to be. And I'm assuming if they're there, you're going to be there, uh, Jeremy. So we'll see. I'll be there, personally. I'll be at every single game minus – the what's the uh what's the christmas eve game is that the commanders or whatever the fuck their name is now the commanders the redskins the football team uh i'm not gonna be there for that because i'm not gonna be able to get off of work but i'll be at every single game but that including the giants and the dallas game as well so i'll be at charters for sure i just don't know exactly well i don't know where you guys will be i'm always in j1 always in j1 for every year like and 
I think away games is fun to go to tailgates with like a bunch of people. But for the most part, like I like to chill with like my family, my friends, and leave the YouTube stuff for YouTube. You know, for the most part. You, you, you know, you get me. Let's see. Uh, non division, it's the Cowboys for me. I'm so glad we played them week two. Yeah, Cowboys fans are such douchebags, right? Hawk, like they they are they are pretty. Um, they're pretty bad. Uh, I don't remember exactly the situation because I had a couple of brews in me, but I remember getting very, very close in 2011. I was just like 20 years old, so you understand. You know, 20 years old drinking, drinking. Yeah, 20 years old drinking, whatever. Um, you, you know, you get some beer muscles, but I remember like some of their fans or something happened where a guy talked during the national anthem or something happened, and uh, me and a couple of my buddies almost fought the guys behind us who were Cowboys fans. I remember them being such douchebags, so – you know, I, I, I would imagine going there, they're going to be pretty like, they're going to be assholes, but it, it's really, it's really stadium in the stadium. Like I, I went to Buffalo. They were pretty friendly for the, for the most part. Um, I've been to stadiums where I think they're going to be a little bit more abrasive and they're not. And then like you go to Arizona, I got a hot dog for in Arizona. I almost got in a fight in Carolina and the bathroom stalls. And so it's like, it, it just, it's, it's kind of really, it's luck of the draw where you are, how drunk people are. If, if you come into the, if you come to the bathroom at the same time as some drunk asshole, there you go. If that drunk asshole got delayed five minutes getting a hot dog, then you don't fight him and your, your whole day changes. It's, it's all, you're all, it's a victim of circumstance sometimes, but um, Dallas might be a little bit sketchy. So uh, Joe, your youth is showing the Broncos are the only reason why the Jets don't have a second Super Bowl. I hate them more than any. That's fine. And youth might be showing. That's true. Um, I know that they, they missed the going to Super Bowl because of the Broncos, but I get it. Love y'all. Lunch break's over. Keep keep breaking it down, Bluey. I uh, appreciate you, Danielle. I'm about to jump off here as well. Eagles are going to be the most hated after we beat them. Why would we hate them, though, after we beat them? But nonetheless, I appreciate you guys. Um, stay on the channel. I think uh, I think uh, Robbie and Wayne are jumping on in four minutes. So if you're you know, opinions of camp and all that stuff from a guy who's actually done it, you know, Ring of Honor um, Jets player. So go enjoy them. I'll see you guys next Wednesday night at 6. We're not doing the same night of the uh, preseason game. But um, that's the day we'll be on. So I appreciate you guys, and I'll be—I will catch you later. Adios.